everybody, and welcome to the Fart Fetish Podcast once again. It's 2024, and this is that podcast where we seek to find the answers to, what is fart fetish? Where might it come from? How is it enjoyed? And what are the people like who have this fetish, and other fetishes too? We do this on every first Friday of the month, on almost all major podcast platforms, and at fartfetishpodcast.com. And if you like fart erotica, well, I've got some of that on thefartcloset.com. You can support me here at the podcast just by checking out all the free stories, captions, and more at thefartcloset.com. And now, you're all well aware of these two on the podcast. It's Dylan Jules joining us together here once again. We're going to catch up with the both of them and also talk about OnlyFans, AI technologies, alpha cash masters, and male self-image, among other things. It's a great and at times tongue-in-cheek episode we have here today on the Fart Fetish Podcast. At Dill's request and for his privacy, I have altered his voice for this interview. Dill and Jules, thank you so much for being here once again. Uh, it's, it's really a pleasure to have you both on uh, a, a second time uh, together. Obviously, you've both been on separately once before. Um, and I think the coolest news maybe for for everyone, the whole show, the community in general is uh, you two actually uh, met up in person, which is is super cool. Can uh, can you talk about how that uh, uh, how that came about and, and talk more uh, about that? Um, why don't we start with uh, why don't we start with Jules as if I didn't say that off camera before as if we're going to start with you. I think that it was actually kind of interesting because after we did our recording the first time, me and Dill just kind of talked on our own for about two hours afterwards and just talked about how I was coming to Ireland for school and that he was traveling and that our paths were just going to interlock anyways. And then we planned our trip from that. That's really awesome. That's really awesome. Uh uh, Dill, do you have a different, I mean, it's obviously probably not a different perspective, but do you have like a different, um, uh, how was your view of, of that, uh, that meeting and that, that, uh, uh, and that connection, you know, to make that happen? Um, it, look, it, it, it was pre pretty much what Jules just described, like, after the first time we were on the podcast together, we, we talked for a long time after and you know we kind of like you know we got along well and i can't remember exactly how it came up but i think it was that situation of like oh we're going to be near each other soon enough um so like let's organize something to get together and you know see what happens and then it happened so yeah um that's that's pretty much what it was and it was really enjoyable it was an interesting experience it was cool to to kind of meet someone like that as in like through this method this way of meeting someone yeah it was interesting that is very interesting well and i think one of the things that uh, i find interesting about it from the outside is uh i mean the the initiative really of of maybe you knew about each other in the community uh, uh you know uh, uh whether more ethereal or more spe or more specifically i don't know if those are the right words to use but i think i think people get the tone um but uh to actually you know and you and you came on the podcast together had an interest in doing that um 
And then, you know, to, to actually follow that up with an actual in-person meeting. I think that's something that, um, a lot of people don't do and won't do, but perhaps it was, it was merely the, uh, the driving force, the interest in, in, in seeing and meeting each other, uh, based off that, uh, that, that connection, that kind of hitting it off, um, you know, as, as it were, is there anything that you found out, um, uh, maybe about each other or yourselves in, in meeting up? Um, did you, and, and maybe going deeper into that, did you find yourself, um, uh, if you, if you played or whatever, establishing roles or paradigms, uh, you you know this is something that Jules talked about specifically. Uh, you know when you meet up, you do wind up establishing roles uh, and paradigms. Not even meet up when you have play in physical. You you will um, typically or generally establish a role because those are the those are the roles you typically feel comfortable doing. Whether whether you enjoy both in fantasy or not, um, the role you take in a physical you know, play is the role you're, you're most comfortable with. Like, similarly, I probably wouldn't be, um, a Dom, but like, I definitely have, uh, Dom empathy because I've written a lot of stories and stuff. You know, I, I have an understanding, I suppose, of the Dom perspective. Um, anyways, uh, uh, let's start with Dill. Do you, uh, to that question, uh, do, did you feel like you found anything interesting about yourself or each or each other in that, in that meeting? Okay. So first I think I should, just clarify, put it out there that yes, we did meet, but funny enough, we didn't actually end up like doing anything, um, just because of the circumstances surrounding it all, mainly due to the fact that we were both traveling with other people. Um, so like that opportunity didn't really come up. In fact, we barely got a chance to even talk about this side of things it was yeah it was really weird in that sense um in that like we both we both know that like this side of things is there um but it never really came up just because we never really got a chance for it to come up um in terms of learning things about myself hmm I think it really cemented the whole fact that when it comes to um, meeting people, I, I'm i very much one of those people that um, likes to have that connection outside of the fetish space. And like, I, I feel like I've always been like that. Um, I like to get to know people beyond, uh, beyond this one aspect of their lives. And like, I, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that like yeah this is just one aspect of your life it's not your whole thing like don't make this your whole existence um yeah like when it comes to meeting people like you just have to recognize that as well it's not um there's more to people than just this and it's really nice when you get a chance to see that in someone else especially in person because like Jules wasn't the only person that I met um, during these travels, uh, I met up with a couple of other people as well. Um, and it was the same kind of thing. It's like, I got to hang out with them. I got to, you know, explore the, their cities with them. And like, it was fun. And like, that makes it more fun. It makes it more enjoyable kind of getting to know them outside of all the fetish stuff. 
Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And I, my, that was my apologies for asking these two questions together because I, I didn't mean to imply that, um, the, uh, finding something interesting, uh, about each other or yourselves, uh, had to, had to come from fetish play or anything like that. Um, definitely think just the, the experience of, of meeting someone, uh, outside of your home, outside of your, in general, meeting someone out in the world, especially when traveling, um, I think there's a lot that can uh, be learned uh, about ourselves that way um, as well. Um, what about you, Jules? What what did what did you feel about that experience? Um, I I really liked it. It was it was fun to uh, finally meet someone that I've met online in person that I haven't already known before. Um, as for myself and learning is that I'm pretty much what, how I am on here, how I'm with my friends, I am pretty much like that no matter who I meet. And that's kind of a fun thing is that I'm always unapologetically myself, even if sometimes it can annoy people. <laughs> but uh, I think it's endearing in that regard. But also the people that we traveled with were great. Like my friend kind of knew that I was meeting up someone from this podcast that because we are very open with each other so we kind of know that aspect about each other so I found out later that they were trying to get our two travel companions away so that we could have one-on-one -on -one time but then it just didn't ever work out but yeah it was it was nice to just see people and to explore a wonderful new place together well be, well a place that I'd never been before and how fucking beautiful it was and the fact that i want to go back there one day just to experience it again it was just in itself wonderful that's awesome that sounds really awesome have uh have either of you shared your your about this meeting with uh i, I think probably probably jules but uh have have either you shared about this meeting with your with your friends um uh, whether in the fetish or other social circles um, and what have the reactions been? Uh, let's start with Jules, since we were just talking to you. Um, I don't have a lot of friends within the fetish community at all, but like, no, my entire like inner circle of friends knew about this meetup and were kind of like really, well, they're, they're weary because again, when you're meeting someone online, they're worried that they're a serial killer and that they'll murder you. Sure. But other than that, <laughs> um, they were all really excited with the fact that because I was super excited, even, uh, friends that I made at my school right now were just were like oh how when I came back from my from like our Christmas break they were they were asking how it went and like if everything was good so everyone was pretty much excited and happy that it happened in general in my friend group at least that's awesome that's awesome what about you Jules I know you're you're a little uh you, you have uh you have more connection you have a, a more community in the fetish um, specifically, have you have you shared about this? And and specifically, was any was anyone encouraged to hear about your uh, your meetup? Go on, Jules, talk about it. Oh, did I say? I'm sorry. Did I say? I'm sorry. Yes, you said my, Jules. my apologies. And we were just we were just talking to Jules. Okay, Jules, go ahead. No, um, Dill, uh, what about you? Have you shared uh, anything about your meeting? Um, because you do have uh, a little more connection in the fetish, uh, or a little more community, I suppose, um, or a community of fetishists. Um, so, so have have you shared about this uh, meeting so far? Um. Yes and no. It's uh, it's I, I 
like yes in the sense like yes i've told people oh i met up with this person um but no in the sense of like i didn't really go beyond that i didn't like talk about what we did or what we didn't do and like i yeah no details no specifics um it was like oh you're meeting this person that's cool great let's talk about something else now <laughs> like that's just kind of how the reaction was in amongst the people that i've told and like uh you know I, i'm kind of opposite to jules in the sense of like i am not open with my um vanilla friends <laughs> when it comes to this stuff it's like so this this kind of stuff only stays in my uh other circles um so yeah also just going off what jules said before about you know his friends being a bit wary about um meeting people online you know if any of you all are out there and you're like planning to meet up with someone obviously be safe about it uh like for example um jules and i when we first met um we met at a very public like a really big train station slash shopping center um so you know take the risk out of everything just putting that out there for the people that need it i'm sorry you didn't meet at the like dark basement of like a disco club or like these are these i are tried like... my best okay i'm glad i'm glad you tried i'm glad you tried it's good music you know it's worth it um <laughs> Do you, do either one of you have anything more to to share about your uh, your uh, meetup? And I don't want to like be like, oh, well, let's wrap this up. Like, I I'm totally open to talking about this as as much as you'd like, but I don't want to I don't want to hang on this either. If if uh, if either of you um, don't have anything to add, um, I think for me, uh, um, another uh, there are a lot of people out there that kind of um, it seems to be actually kind of this there's kind of a divide there are some people that don't want to meet up with other people uh there are some people that want to meet up with other people but only for the fetish stuff um and there are some people that want to meet up with other people but just can't and like a lot of people have complained to me at length about how they just can't find people to meet with um so i'm just going to put it out there that like you know we're a small community ish kind of um and you know it's like you're not gonna it's very hard to find people out there so like sometimes you just have to you know make these connections you might have to travel a little bit which is worth it like because you know especially if you're traveling anyway which was kind of my circumstance um but yeah meeting people is fun and if you get the chance, you should do it. Definitely. That's awesome. Jules, do you have anything to add to that? I just want to say, just even if you're even if you want to do fetish side stuff, just make friends. Just be a nice person to people and show interest in other people's lives. And then maybe based on level of comfort and level of things and level of trust mainly, you might be able to meet up to do that type of stuff. But I think First and foremost, your goal should be, even if you're meeting, just to be friendly with the person to like really just take interest in their lives. Because if not that, then what else is there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Both both of you, very good points. And I, I will say, um, this is maybe a little more specific to 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 me and maybe people who are who 
might be uh, now or in the future willing to to be more open is uh, an, anecdote, an anecdote actually on the the video game stream that I've been doing where I do uh, advertise the podcast or, or have it like in the corner um, on and off. Um, someone raided my stream, uh, which is a good thing if you don't know anything about Twitch. I really didn't either. So raiding as bad as it sounds is actually a good thing. Uh, basically, somebody else's stream, they bring all their followers to your stream. Um, so among uh, like a 300 people raid, one of them asked me uh, about the the uh, the Fart Fetish podcast um, and asked me about the fetish specifically. And, you know, they were very, you know, I don't, I openly, I'm only reading text. So, you know, they might be joking, but from the text they gave me, uh, they were sincere and, and like at least interested and, uh, and respectful once I did give them a lowdown. So I think even if you never wind up talking about the fetish, I think the point being is we all are normal people and, and, and worth getting out there and, and finding friends and meeting people. Um, and I think through that we will, um, you know, each of us individually or whether to, whether, whether individually or together as, as you two to actually demonstrate, uh, we will find our people and, and we'll find people, um, to, if nothing else, just have human and, and fun and, and real connections with. Um, and I think that's, that's probably the most important, I think that's the most important, you know, human thing. That's the most, that's the reason we're here. Um, and to speak to that, actually, um, let's go to, to Dill. Do you have any, um, maybe community updates that you'd like to share, um, that, that, uh, we haven't, we haven't heard since the last time, last time you were on or, or anything maybe that wasn't shared at all. Um, community updates. Let me think. Um, you know, I feel like that, uh, the last time we spoke, there was a sense of like, um, growing and you know there was there was a little bit of excitement around that of like new people coming in new like content creators all that kind of stuff um i feel like now at least on our side by which i mean the gay side <laughs> we have um the sinister no plateau. <laughs> yeah uh we've it, it, to me it seems like we've kind of plateaued a little bit um oh actually there's a plateauing in a sense, but then also there's there seems to be a lot more openness around like um, people who aren't actually into it themselves making content for us. Um, so that's something. Um, yeah, and the rest of it. Uh, lately, there's there's been a, um, less of the whole. Uh, people stealing other people's content and like that kind of drama um there always is a bit of drama but there hasn't been any of that kind of like content stealing stuff so maybe people are like becoming good finally um, <laughs> yeah, i don't know that's it. <laughs> uh, but other than that you know yeah, yeah i think things things are kind of like going along as as normal um on our side at least uh yeah, I can't really think of anything else. But yeah, no, that was uh, that was more, I like I felt like I kind of put you on the spot. I'm like, tell me, tell me about the community, and and yeah, you actually actually gave me actually great updates. Um, what about you, Jules? Have you have you like seen anything in the community, um, or noted anything, um, in your in your, um, community travels, as it were? Uh, 
just because of how busy my schooling has been and the fact that I've been actually been wrecked with schoolwork, I had to I go been glancing at it. I haven't really been in it for the last six months just because I had to focus on most of my school. But the community seems great from what I've realized, other than uh, a lot of not nice uh, straight alpha fin doms that I've had the displeasure of talking to. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I think we have that. I think we have that. Uh, we have a cat, the alpha cash masters, I believe. Yeah, we have that in our questions. Uh, interesting, interesting concept. <laughs> I will, uh, I will get back to that. What, um, do you, do you, um, to, to stay on you, Jules, do you have any, um, well, we kind of, well, you might have others. Do you have any personal updates you'd like to share? I have a lot of personal updates because, um, just because of how open I am, uh, I made the dumb mistake of getting too drunk at a house party over here and pretty much telling my entire program that I was, that I had a fart fetish. <laughs> Uh, through a game of truth or dare because mm. of course it had to be that and actually it was a uh, people were really cool about it over here i had a uh, one person who i didn't realize that her overheard me and uh just started just teasing me like he would with like any friend <laughs> uh other than that uh just my just i have a really good core group of friends now i directed and started my own production a couple weeks ago probably months ago when this podcast when this episode actually gets aired but but for right now like a week ago i my uh own production was finally released um and yeah that, that's pretty much it for life updates that sounds awesome that sounds really awesome yeah that sounds that sounds great i'm glad you've been keeping busy uh, what what about what about you, Dill? Anything anything on the you're 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 a little more um, on the community side than the personal side. But do you have any personal updates you'd like to share, or anything um, in your own uh, in your uh, life or growth? Um, I'll start off by saying uh, after having met Jules, like that little anecdote that he just gave, like that, that's that's so in character for him to to do something like that. So like. Like, that's not even surprising at all that you would do that. <laughs> As for me, uh, life updates, life updates. Um, nothing really, uh, like nothing major, I don't think. Um, you know, it's pretty much all the same work, friends. How's living. the, I was going to say, how's the, I mean, it's, it's a question coming up, but how's the OnlyFans? Or, or are you on hiatus from that? No, 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 no. Okay. It's um that like that's still happening. It's still it's going well. It uh, I I peaked a while back before my hiatus, and then um, the the see, yeah. Let me explain. The reason for the hiatus is because of the whole um. Well, no, there was sorry, there was an issue with like uh getting paid, um, from the platform. And, like I'm like, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so I'm like, hey, if if the money isn't coming through, like I'm not going to be doing this. Um, so like I stopped for a while, and then uh, eventually I was able to resolve the issue. Um, and funnily enough, the reason I found out about the payment issue was because of the whole uh, Twitter thing with Elon Musk. Um, and when everyone, you remember back when everyone was scared it was going to shut down and all of that. Um, 
because it's like because my accounts are linked i was like oh if i can't get to like if twitter shuts down what will happen to my only fans account um and I'm like oh let me get all the money out but it didn't work i'm like oh no <laughs> what, what am i gonna do uh but yeah eventually that like obviously twitter is still around um yeah i fixed the money problem started making stuff again i haven't reached the same number of uh subscribers that i had but you know they're they're there they're there they're coming in um it's going well i'm making new content like putting it out there uh if you haven't subscribed and you're listening to this now i'm telling you just go and subscribe you're not going to regret it i'm one of the cheapest people out there <laughs> he's it is good content and he's not wrong he is the cheapest one out there uh you, you said i don't something. know if that's a sell like <laughs> you said something i wanted to comment to but now i forgot um <laughs> huh um but yes i look i don't know about like good is subjective right like there i know the stuff i make isn't for everyone as in um like some people are into you know seeing all fully bare and all of that and like i tend not to do that kind of thing um but yeah the people that have the feedback i've gotten so far is that it's good I should keep going, like you know. So yeah, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm using this platform as like. <laughs> That's okay. You should do it. it, it, it as, you know as, what? As a friend, it it's already it's already um. And I'm not. This is not me saying like, oh, it's bad. Um, I'm very, that's, that's what this is, this is for. Like, we're going to talk to OnlyFans creators. We're going to talk to, um, uh, creators of all kinds. So I'm not, that's, that's, if, if I'd said like, no, don't plug your platform, just say you're on OnlyFans. They'll find you otherwise. Um, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> I was going to ask you digging down a little more. Have you learned anything, um, interesting about the business or the community um from that only fans experience and anything you'd like to like i don't want to like don't you don't have to share business secrets but anything you'd like to um share that you did find interesting about uh your your time in only fans um and also how has it been connecting with subscribers and fans um the connection with subscribers and fans it's an it's an interesting dynamic isn't it um i think i mentioned this last time as well where it's like you you kind of feel like you owe them something because they're they're paying and it's they're not just paying for the videos they're paying for the experience of kind of like knowing you um and uh there can be like because i i like the whole friendship side of things um sometimes it can be a little bit hard to like maintain that boundary of like am i being friendly with you just because you're paying for it or like, do I just genuinely want to be friendly with you? Um, I mean, of course, like, I want to be friendly with with everyone, but also you're paying, so that adds a... There's a power imbalance. I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that last time. Um, yeah, that's there. Um, back in the interview that you did with Jaden, uh, Master Jaden, um, he mentioned uh, the whole thing about, like, he found that he got more people when he when he made his when he made his one cheaper uh 
that is a thing. <laughs> so yeah, I'm one of the cheapest ones out that you should subscribe to me. <laughs> but yeah, like <laughs> he's correct. He's right. Like you know, you get more people because like like honestly, like what is this? Are, are people really paying for this? Yes, they are. There are people out there that want this stuff and they're willing to pay for it, but they don't want to pay too much for it because like you know. Like, the whole world is going through this whole cost-of-living crisis. Inflation is crazy everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, but people are poor, exactly. I'm poor, which is why you should subscribe to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I, I will say in list because I, 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 don't, I don't subscribe to anyone on OnlyFans, but listening to you talk, I realize um, OnlyFans is kind of a an ideal platform because it i mean i'm not saying like you would necessarily do all these things naturally but the idea the concept of only fans is to essentially provide lifestyle adult content um for subscribers and and some community back and forth um but it's really all like within that one platform it, it's almost like trying to not it's not you like you don't have to make uh, video essays or whatever. You're not trying to monetize in some like I don't know YouTuber way or whatever. It's it's literally, um, I mean it's it's kind of like what Amy Farts is trying to do on YouTube, but I'm sure it also does on her OnlyFans. Um, it's interesting because it's it's like a much more natural thing. It's uh, OnlyFans is probably much more suited to non-edited um just kind of pick up the camera and and fart or you know whatever the sex sex fetish may be uh but in our fetish that that may be the case um type content more more amateur or uh or or um just you know the production values aren't expected you know and, and that's not a space i've ever really worked in but i realized that is probably the appeal of OnlyFans is it feels like a much more or is a much more um, natural uh, environment for kind of connecting with creators. Would you, would you, would you agree with that, Dale? Um, in a sense, yes. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with the whole, um, uh, like the, the lesser production, production value aspect. Cause I know there are people on there that like, you know, have like studio porn type budgets and everything, and this is it. You know, maybe not to that full extent, but you know, those like higher end people are on there as well. Um, I think within our little niche community, it's less so because like we are very niche. Um, but yeah, I, I think in the sense of like connecting with creators and all of that, yeah, like you have a point. Like it's, it is to a degree. I guess more natural, like that kind of thing happens a bit more naturally. I I agree, and and maybe I said too many words. I think really all I'm trying to get across is there's a difference between the subscribers who come to OnlyFans and the subscribers to come from click uh, that come to clips for sale. Jules, I was going to ask you, have you? Um, I mean, you you. I don't think you've ever spoken in any um, like. I'm definitely going to uh, do content creation or anything like that. But have you ever considered or 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 had thoughts in that direction? Um, for a while, when I've been here, like early, like late 2022, I did start uploading some videos to Twitter, and then 
they didn't do that well. And then I did make an OnlyFans. So I have one set up. And there's people following it, even though there's nothing on there. And I'm very concerned about why people are following a page that literally is just pictures and images I found on the internet because I needed something to, like, verify my account. (laughs) But, like, I am planning on doing content creation when I get home because I have a couple of my straight friends willing to be in videos doing some of this fetish stuff with me. So I feel like that in itself could be just a fun friendship bonding, but also, like, splitting profit. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely keep us, uh, keep, uh, keep us informed and, and we can definitely talk about it, uh, in the future. Uh, if you, if you get a whole, uh, Jules production company going, um, <laughs> we'll do <laughs> stay, staying on you for a moment. Have you, um, I think you spoke to this already, but, but maybe not. Have you found yourself, uh, any more active, uh, any, and any more comfortable in the online fetish communities? Yes. And no. Hmm. Um, I'm, well, I'm more comfortable. Apparently all my friends are not vanilla. I'm sorry, Dale. My friends are just cooler than yours. Um, we literally spent most of our days just talking about kinks and stuff. Like we all sat down and did like a BDSM test together. And then we like roasted each other for like who was the most vanilla on the list. But when it comes to like Twitter spaces, not, I'm still, I, I will, I try my best to comment on things or like to engage, but I still feel like an outsider, <laughs> which makes sense in my head. But I did make a couple friends within the space in like the last couple days, which has been really nice. 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 I'm glad. And it, it definitely sounds like, uh, it definitely sounds like you're making progress. And you know what? I, I think it's just going to be. Um, it's just a matter of time, you know, it's, it's just, uh, uh, doing it more and more. And I think that's, that's where you'll feel more comfortable and more and more like the community that you, you are already a part of. Like you, you, it sounds like you, you feel like an imposter or like you don't belong, but I think very well and very much so you, I'm sure you do belong. Um, and I think, I think over time you will feel that, um, Dill, how do you respond to the insult that you have no cool friends? Um, I have cool friends in the community, okay, I have very cool friends, I'm a very cool person, I have a very cool OnlyFans, which you should subscribe to. <laughs> any given opportunity, any given opportunity, I will it was just throw good. that in there. You know what, it was a great, it was a great response to my, to my joke question, it's perfect, I liked it. Damn, I got roasted. <laughs> Uh, my heart will never recover god damn <laughs> shoot end the interview it's over right no. now <laughs> <laughs> um oh there was something i was going to say i can't remember now uh never mind okay all right if, if you think of it we will definitely interject don't worry um so let's start with the let's go let's go back to jill uh jill let's go back to dill are there any other fetishes that you need to? Well, I don't because I don't think this is a question I've asked either one of you um, on the interviews we've had that I remember. And maybe you've covered some of this, maybe you haven't. But um, are there other fetishes you feel like uh, need to go with the fart fetish for you to enjoy it? Um, other and other kinks that you maybe um, find yourself exploring or thinking about, um, and anything you maybe never talked about on the show before that you might want to. Uh, for me, 
uh, in terms of the the thought fetish itself, like I I don't think there's anything that has to go along with it for it to work. If that makes sense. Sure. Um. Yeah, like I'm. I I guess I'm kind of vanilla in that sense. Just like anything. Oh, not anything. Most of it. Most of it will do it for me. Um. But like in terms of other kinks, like like really like you know when i talk to people about this stuff i always say like fighting and burping are my two biggest things um yeah not much else in terms of like exploring other stuff i have explored other stuff there are some things i like um water sports to an extent like with a lot of this stuff like it has to be with the right people like that's the thing it like it's just it can't just be anyone of course um yeah. Uh yeah, what else what else is there? Feet stuff. I wanna try like rope stuff. Um but like I, I you know, I don't know how I would go about even starting that. Um but yeah, that's something I'd definitely be willing to try. Um Yeah. Nice. Nice. I I I one thing you said and and I think that's is something that can never be um stated enough is uh, and that people should understand is uh, you know all, all of us that like these fetishes you know it is the 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 kind of the overlying concept of all of it is consent and within consent is like being and choosing um and doing these activities with partners that you want to do them with. It's not like, you know, someone's into golden showers, into farting, into scat, into whatever, and just want to be, uh, have that done to them by any old person. Some people may, I, I, I don't necessarily know anyone like that, um, that I've run into, but there may be, um, and no judgment there. But I think the idea regardless always is, is consent. And with that is, is, you know, being and, and playing with partners um, that we want to to engage with. Um, Jules, what about you? Have you um, do you find there are other fetishes that need to go with this with this fetish, or are there other um, completely unrelated kinks or fetishes that you um, you haven't talked to us about before? Uh, I think if for just what I think goes with the far fetish for me is I need to have my other my. The person doing it with me to be to be having to have fun with it that that's more correct grammarly uh i need them to also be enjoying what happened because i can't have fun with it if the other person's not and i think that's a huge aspect for it uh for other fetishes i've learned that i'm more into domination than i thought i was and that's more recent um uh, i would love to try some extra ex, uh, Doing things outside with the risk of people seeing you. I can't pronounce the word right now because it's late and my brain is shutting off. Um, I also learned that I have, I like being degraded, but I also have a price kink. So it's very complicated <laughs> on like what mood I am <laughs> for each one to actually like take hold. Um, also, I would love to try out like human furniture as a thing. And those are more of my realistic could actually happen fetishes that I would love to try out. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Nice. 
it uh i was thinking praise and degradation could be like you really like uh just the a, a stinky tone on really like like you're so fucking kind jules like i don't know <laughs> that do anything for you no i'm kidding um <laughs> on the, on, Oh, we're turning into that kind of podcast now. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Um, on the previous, well, it's funny because because it ties right into what um, something we talked about, uh, or, or specifically, I think Jules brought up. But it, it, regardless, on the previous interview, um, we we talked about there are some kinks and fetishes that you want you know that you want to actually happen that you want to actually do in reality and there are some that uh will always or must or we want to stay in fantasy well, what are some of those for for you um let's start with jules uh most of the things that i'm into are actually things that can never happen in real life and i think it can only be told with like stories or with like pov vids uh I'm obsessed with gi giant tiny play because I want to be the small little tiny person that just gets to explore a giant body. Um, I learned that I really like uh, transformation stuff, like getting turned into like clothing items for stuff. I think that's like really fun. And that's in, depending on like how it's written, it can be super hot. Um, and for as much as a lot of people trying to like distance themselves from that, um, I'm super I like that was one of the first measures I've ever discovered before I discovered this one I was I was super obsessed with like these really shitty like Vorn for videos that were on like YouTube back in like the early conception of it and uh, even like being uh, even like it, like fantasy creatures and having those into stories I think a lot of like getting turned on by like werewolves or like merfolk or like the fae stuff that like pe like beings that are, don't exist but i want them to exist but they don't so you have to read it in a story to even like experience what something like that would be like very cool and you know i appreciate your your um your openness toward like before specifically that that you know people do try to distance themselves and i don't you know it that's you know that's the reason why we're doing this show you know in into to kind of give light and give um some i guess give light i guess we're trying to highlight and and show people that um these fetishes don't have to be um creepy or scary i mean yes vor is one that that can't really be done um maybe more in vr space or something but it's not something we can actually explore but i think the fantasy nature doesn't mean it doesn't you know it, that we shouldn't like respect the the fetish just just the same or just as much. Um, what about what about you, Dill? I I feel like in talking to you, you seem a little less fantasy based, a little more grounded. But I we I could be totally wrong. What um, do you feel like you have any um, fetishes that you uh, relegate to? This will only be a fantasy for yourself. Um, I I think you were accurate before that. Like I I'm more reality based compared to jewels like i'm not really into vor or um you know any of the other kind of things he described um i, I feel like the closest thing that i can think of that kind of is like oh, oh yeah this is more of a fantasy i guess it would be um like weight gain kind of stuff um or yeah um 
and like I'm into that in the sense of like I can find like larger guys like really attractive um and like obviously there's a whole uh there's a whole aspect of like eating food is related to you know farting and for me burping as well um so like there's that, that that's kind of where the connection is for me uh but like could I meet up with someone in real life to like for feederism type stuff um to help them to gain weight I'm not sure if yeah I feel like for me there's like kind of a barrier there in that like I I'm not sure like if I would feel comfortable doing that to someone um I know within that space itself like obviously people want that to happen like they want to gain weight they want to be um like like you know that's what they want um and I know that they don't always appreciate it when people outside of their space comes in and is like oh what about your health and all that kind of stuff so you know this is not me being like that but it kind of is me being like that but not in a king shamey way it's more just from my own personal kind of perspective i guess yeah i hope i haven't offended anyone (laughs) no i i mean i don't i don't know but i don't think so but i mean i I can't speak to to anyone from that community um or for anyone in that community um i i think i understand maybe your perspective though i feel like i would have a similar feeling of like not necessarily like oh this is for your health but like i don't think i just have a an enjoyment necessarily of, of watching someone, you know, eat. So I think that would be like something, uh, I would, I would rather they do, you know, separate from me. I'm not saying like, Oh, take that somewhere else. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm going to close my eyes if you're going to eat. But like, uh, I think that that's, it's, it's similar to like, if, you know, people weren't into a fire fetish, you, you know, like, then please leave the room or something like we're doing fire fetish play here. You know, we wouldn't want you to offend. We wouldn't want to offend you. Please don't offend us. Yada, yada. So I think it's the same way. It's like, there are, there are choices we, we have, you know, in, in these fetishes. And I think feederism um, or, or what have you in that way is, is just the same as we have. Uh, we're going to have maybe views and uh, you know, are it's, as terms of offense, it's our actions that that I think matter the most. Our thoughts are not always going to be within our um, within our complete control. We're going to have things that you know we might not say, and we might not want to offend people, but we might think, "Oh, this is you know what you know whatever we we think." You know, our, our brains work like that sometimes, um, based on our environment, our upbringing, and whatever. Um, so I I definitely feel like I understand that. Um, that kind of view, that kind of perspective of, of like, I'm, I'm just not into this. I may like aspects of like the end result, the, the, the being, the being a large person. Um, but, uh, but not necessarily the, the path to get there as it were. And I, and I, I also know like on that within the community itself, like there are, there are some people that like really want to push for like full weight gain. And I mean, talking like, um, you know, they want to end up like bedridden and that kind of stuff. And like to them, that is, that's like the ultimate goal like it's the hottest thing ever kind of thing um whereas like even in that community itself there are lots of people that are just like no that's too much like i don't like that so you know there's there's nuance to that whole thing um 
And also, I like, I have noticed that there is kind of an overlap, like, in in the fire fetish space and in, like, the feederism gaining space as well, where, like, people are into both. And, like, there are people online that I haven't really interacted with, but, like, you know, I follow them. And, like, you know, they they make, like, food content or, like, eating gaining content that involves, like, gas as well. And... Like, sometimes the the fat people will be really put off by the, the weight gain side of things, and sometimes the gaining people will be put off by the gas side of things. And it's kind of funny, it's like, yeah, it's just like, oh, they're into both of them, so, you know, take it or leave it kind of thing. Switching gears, do you have any thoughts or ideas on a topic that's kind of coming into... Um, Vogue's not the right word, that's a terrible way to put it, that's coming into... Um, consciousness, I suppose, these days, um, really on the state of men and, and male self-image. Um, we've kind of talked about this maybe uh, between us in general terms. Um, well, maybe not between us, but over the course of several episodes, this has come up. Um, and obviously the Master Jaden episode was one where we got into it a little more explicitly. Um, starting with maybe Jules, do you have any idea, uh, any idea, do you have any thoughts about the, the, um, that topic, like the current state of men and, and male self-image, whether whether it be in any any um, orientation um, that you've seen in your experience? Um, I think my best way of explaining this would be doing an antidote, like not an antidote. Talk about my own self. I, I'm really bad with words today. I'm so sorry about that. You're all good, Jim. <laughs> um, You're all good. Um, Did you hear the way he said sorry? Like, oh my God, that's the beautiful way that you're Canadian. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Fuck! Get my him. identity's ruined. Everyone will find me now. <laughs> but no. Um, um, as a person who's just realized that they're non-binary, but dealt but dealt with a lot of male issues early on in life. Not that not also. Anyways, complicated matter. I had a really bad eating disorder when I was younger because I was comparing myself to how men looked in the media. So I tried to instead of going to the gym. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of guys will instead of will develop eating disorders and then work out. I just stopped eating, <laughs> and then because I didn't eat, I felt worse about myself, which then kind of counteracts why I wasn't eating in the first place. But um, yeah, no, I just know with a lot of like my own friends in general, it's that uh, people that like a lot of my girlfriends have such a hard time even like communicating how they're feeling because they either a don't feel like they can talk about it or b they don't want to worry other people about what they're think what about how they're feeling because they're not supposed to for sure for sure and i i don't know if you said it but do you find that exclusive to other other men or male presenting uh people or do you find that within you within uh women and female presenting people as well I feel like that's just a societal thing is that we we try to appease what society wants so everyone I don't think it matters if you're male or female will always like I don't with with the issues that we're talking about I feel like it's an everyone problem not necessarily a gender based problem for sure for sure I think I think yeah I think the 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 idea to to put any any kind of focus on men is i think with with societal change um i think the thought the belief is the focus has 
come off men. And maybe that maybe that's the point. Maybe that's supposed to. But um, I think then as a result, it's given or or uh, I was going to say make it make made men feel empowered to say, but it's perhaps made men feel um, disenfranchised or or whatever, not cared for perhaps by society. But again, I think it goes back to um, something I said in the Master Jaden interview uh, is in terms of of it it of the issue being specifically two men or 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 male presenting is that the idea of what a man is or was is um outdated in many ways um or or at least the stereotype the 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 media image the what have you it maybe maybe just in this country maybe many countries i don't know for sure but especially in america um there is a um you know a image a masculine image of a of a dad and a truck and playing uh, throwing the, the throwing the ball around the yard and whatever whatever else goes um with with that you know uh nick at night or or whatever media image um but I think that's it's old. It doesn't. It's not no longer serves us. So as long as men continue to um, want to cling to that image, um, there's going to be problems in society um, that that continue to persist. Um, but that's just that is just my perspective. I, I'd like to jump to to Dill if you have any um, thoughts on anything I said or the question in general of of the state of men um, and male self image. I kind of feel like we're at a crossroads when, uh, when it comes to this kind of thing in that, like, yeah, those old ideas are still there. They're still very much present, especially, um, like, in some regions of the world and within certain social groups, social classes, all of that, like, it's still there. Um, but at the same time, like, now all these new ideas are coming um, and, like, being put out there, and a, a lot of the people who cling to the old ideas don't necessarily like the new ideas and or, like, like the new way of doing things. Um, and, it, like, in, in terms of male self-image, uh, I think especially the younger generation have, a, like, they have it a lot worse because of, you know, things like TikTok and all of that. Like, yeah, like, the whole... Uh, comparison to people in the media like it was bad before but like it's a lot worse now um uh and like it, it can be hard and and, and and in terms of like for guys out there like young guys who are you know but by young i mean like um adolescent like people going through that whole like figuring themselves out kind of phase in their life um or, or like, at, or at the beginning of that stage, because that that stage can take, you know, ten years even. Um, but like the people who are at the beginning of that stage, they're like, well, you know, like what what is it that I have to become? What is it that I have to become? Like, do I am I meant to go for these old ways? Do, do I go for these new ways? And it's like it's confusing because um, it's like th there's no like rite of passage or anything, or, or not really, not nothing like set in stone of like. This is what it means to to be a male, to be a man in the modern world. There's there's no like one definite answer, and I think that makes it confusing and difficult for a lot of people, um, especially with a whole bunch of conflicting ideas out there. 
um, and, and you know, you got societal pressure, you get family pressure, you get peer pressure um, of like what it is that you have to be and do and say and like how to act. And yeah, basically everything's a mess right now. But we'll get through it. Um, no, uh, I mean, hopefully, but I, I, I do say that, uh, I don't know, glibly is maybe not the right word, but I, I, I do think you're right about, especially the rite of passages and I, I don't have an answer, but like, I feel like some of those were like, uh, getting your driver's license, maybe this isn't universal across the, across the world, but like getting your driver's license was a big milestone because it was one of the first times where you're now responsible in an adult way that is immediately checked in terms of, oh, now you've gotten into a car accident and have to deal with insurance companies or this and that or what, or you avoid that. But in doing so, you're essentially entering an, an idea of responsibility and, and, and I'm not saying like people who, um, I think, I think it's a right. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think it's, it, it is that rite of passage that gives you a sense of, connectedness with the adult world as it were or 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 individualism being an individual being your own person um making you know i think there's a lot of um maybe this is what i'm trying to attribute to i think there's a lot of memes and jokes that are probably hitting real close to home for people of like you know i'm scared to call the doctor to make my own appointment or i'm like i i, I don't want to call the dmv to make an appointment to get my driver's test or whatever so i'll avoid it or and i think a lot of these milestones are um without them or without you know you know maybe it's good people don't drive great that's probably great we have less cars on the road but some of these some of those milestones of old were maybe what introduced people into their own adulthood is maybe what i'm trying to get at i think for adulthood yes i think the driver's license example is is valid was valid and still is valid um but i don't like that's not that's not specifically a male thing that's true you know what i mean so it's like in terms of uh, a teenage boy trying to like achieve that i guess self-actualization Maybe that's maybe that's too far, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Like I don't think I don't think getting getting his driver's license is going to help him with that. Maybe to well, maybe to a minor degree. It's like oh, a man is meant to be able to drive a car, but do you know what I mean? No, 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 absolutely, no, no, no. Yeah, definitely. We're t we are we are definitely talking. I I kind of got off on a little bit, but uh, because in a little more general terms, but we are more speaking of. Um, I guess it would be the 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 matter of of it's really the matter of connecting with other people. Um, I do think there is an introductory level to that in the things I'm talking about, like the setting your own appointments and and you know getting your driver's license, whatever, because it does give you that sense of of it is those skills that will most likely make it possible to talk to other people that you want to connect with. And I think that is, I mean, at the core, I think that is a lot of uh, where the state of men comes from, but that's an external factor. Like it, we can't rely on, you know, it's like all, all women must talk to a man and, and have some kind of connection with them. You know, we're not mandatory that you marry them, but you have to, you know, it's like, that's, that's basically what the, you know, the, the, incel or that idea wants to implement. I mean, obviously they're not going to, but the, the idea of autonomy kind of escapes 
escapes that that sect or the old minded um old minds i suppose so i think it's it's more about how to update those minds in, ter- in for the new world for the the world where um people of of all genders are autonomous and and allowed to make their own choices um in in terms of what they want and about um i mean maybe it's maybe it's too um easy to say but i think you know i'm definitely on the path myself i think men, a lot of men leveling up to the world we have today you know um not accepting kind of the uh old paradigms of like you know once you once you have a partner on on lock they're yours they're they're you're you know you have a kid with them and they're unhappy in this marriage but i'm sorry 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 babe you're you're stuck because you know we have a child together and you have to be unhappy for 30 to 40 years or so maybe longer I feel like you're hinting at a very recent high-profile divorce case. No, no, I'm not. At, I'm not at all. No, That's no, not no, a, no, 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 no. Um, no, I mean, of, cor- <laughs> of course, I, I am hinting at, at the Steven Crowder situation. And obviously, the Andrew uh, Andrew Tate situation comes into into mind as well with the whole uh, manosphere. So it is, it is obviously, these are these are very recent events that are coming into, into case. And, I, you know, I, I have no specific, um, I, I'm not a, you know, I have, nothing to say about Crowder. I'm not a fan in general. So it doesn't, this didn't like, Oh my God, like it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a surprise to me, I suppose. So yeah, but I do think there is, I think it's just that simple. I think, I think, I think maybe men have had the idea that they can just kind of roll onto the scene and, and just whip their dick out and it's all good. And for some, for some maybe very handsome men, maybe it works out that way, but for the, for the majority of us uh, and, and, and in general in life, and especially in these changing times, it's not, it's not going to be that way. It's, it's really about having something to offer for your partner and expecting something from your partner as well. Not, not, not in a transactional way, but like, give you both of you should enjoy being in a relationship i you know to speak to another specific example but not really as a negative one i don't think i brought this up yet on the show um jerry seinfeld was talking about you know in life you you take the tortures you can you you can deal with and that makes a lot of sense you know life isn't always going to be fun even the things we enjoy um whether it be this podcast the video game thing all the things we all we all do there's going to be some work involved there's going to be some some um some some hard parts that you know we have to just accept there there's not going to be all roses um but he included marriage in that and i find that kind of absurd. Maybe if you're as been as married as long as he has, maybe it is, but it just doesn't make sense that people to me include, include their life partner, the person they most likely share a bed with as torture. That to me is very surprising. Um, and again, I, I don't care about Jerry Seinfeld. It doesn't matter, but, but just to hear that statement. And I think that's common. People, it, it's been a joke on, you know, sitcoms for a long time, and I never really thought about it. You know, it didn't really, you know, click with me or anything like that. But it is weird that we, you know, the old ball and chain and this and that. It's like, what, what, why is marriage? And I'm, I'm, this is good. I, I agree with you that maybe times are changing because I don't feel like the younger generations and, and our generations even have this view anymore. 
I hope. But so many people seem to view marriage or again, past views, like it's, it's a trap or it's a, it's something to escape from or, or not like I look at your life partner, your marriage partner, whether you're poly or whatever, those should be the best the best times of your life. I and mean, there's going to be adversary. There's going to be times where it's not always, again, roses. But like, I feel like most of those moments with with the person you call, you know, your life partner, your mar- uh, your wife, your husband, whatever, should be joyous. Um, maybe that's maybe that's just a movie lie. But I don't I don't think so. I don't think there's I don't think there's a reason to get married or have good close romantic, sexual, whatever connections without that feeling of it not being torture, of it being joyous, in fact. Jules, what do you think about any of that? Sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> um, and feel free to disagree. Don't, uh, don't, don't think like I, I know anything. Like I'm, I'm just a person with opinions. I just don't think I've ever really thought of this because most of my... Um, learning about like just men's stuff in general was just about like men's rights and things that just uh, enchant men within like the court system for a case for like custody battles and all that stuff but um I, what you said about relationships is there um uh, this might be a little too personal but the reason why mine just ended was because i had the audacity of trying to ask my partner to be more open with me and just tell me how he felt and he just thought that that was absurd <laughs> but um i don't really know what i could add or disagree with that because this like this isn't necessarily a space that i i try to throw myself in a lot sure. i mostly disagree with a lot of uh what the quote-unquote alpha males say people are what they're teaching because i think as much as there might be, and I'm saying this as loosely possible, might be something beneficial with what they're saying. I think they're absolutely horrendous people who use misogyny and manipulation tactics to brainwash younger people into acting in an unsuitable way. I I agree with you completely. I think that's exactly the the nail on the head. In fact, I think they they. Um... I mean, maybe not all of them, but some of the figures do and are speaking some of the, even the bad ones are speaking good things and good lessons. Um, but the, the, the taint or the problem of it is using the, um, it's basically a manipulation tool instead of teaching like good lessons and self-reliance. It's more like, uh, let me get you into my, uh, ecosystem. Let me get you into my, as they joke about Andrew take into my discord server or whatever that's paid. Um, essentially it becomes a product rather than essentially trying to teach people, uh, to better themselves. It's more like, let me teach you how to be reliant upon me and my courses or me and my, my products. Um, I think that's kind of the biggest problem of the, of the good lessons that may be baked in to some of these uh, figures. Um, uh, to stay on you for just one moment more, how do you? How would you say you feel about your own self-image? Um, as most people can contest, I hate myself on a good day. <laughs> I've never seen myself as a good person or as someone who uh, is deemed worthy for most things, which I think is why I have issues talking to people 
and stuff and I know some people think I say that as a way of like oh like to get like a validation but me and my uh me, me and gaining confidence in myself has always been hard just deemed on facts that um that I apparently look very intimidating to some people because of my because I'm tall and because I'm male presenting um a lot of I thought yeah it's just my self-image and me do not relate well because I think of like especially with the societal terms of uh just all men being seen as aggressive and or predators in certain spaces especially in the climate in the states right now where gay men are now being are now having the same rhetoric being told that what that happened in the 50s about like how we're but mostly towards even trans individuals about how we're all pedophiles and how we're trying to manipulate the youth into becoming degenerates kind of just <laughs> doesn't help with that process either i guess as a community and society as a whole yeah of course no it's absolutely fucked up absolutely absolutely there's no there's no um there's no way around that um i it's it's funny to hear you speak and i i i'm i'm the same type of person uh i i also tend to see uh the negative or 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 whatever but um i think that's what maybe keeps us aware of the and i'm i'm not you know this isn't me like celebrating you celebrating me i'm not we're we're just people like i think the the awareness of how we act or how we interact with the world, I think is very, um, it's a very important thing. And it's what keeps um, us grounded and keeps us, I mean, I guess it's right in the definition. It keeps us aware of how we are. I think um, I think people who do do it generally go too far and overcorrect and over assume bad things about you. Cause I mean, I don't know you um, beyond this podcast, but I do think all the opposite things of what you say about yourself. And I, I imagine uh, that that is the true reality, but I don't, I obviously, I don't know, but um, the way you present yourself, I can't imagine um, you are the person you think you are. So I, I mean, I would, uh, you know, you know, talking to myself as well, definitely um, see your light and see your, your joy that I, I have no doubt that you, you have and bring, uh, to the world and you definitely bring to this show. Uh, absolutely. So definitely, um, yeah. Uh, see, see, see is, see that as best as you can and, and, and keep, keep trying to, to see that. Thank you. I don't... <laughs> um, of course. No. Yeah. yeah. It's my pleasure. Like I, I, I'm happy, happy to, yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you are a, a joy, joyful person in my eyes. So, um, you seeing that would be, would be great. I think. Um, what about you? What about you, Dill? How how do you feel about your own your own self image? Uh, for me, um, I've recently, and by recently, I mean like within the past couple of years, I've kind of reached like a turning point when it comes to all that kind of stuff. So I, I think I used to be more like Jules in the sense of like I really my self esteem wasn't great, um, but now I, I guess I've been like turning that around and kind of acknowledging that yes I am valid I am worthy I am all the good things um 
maybe I'm even attractive. <laughs> what a concept. Oh. Uh, and, 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 like, I think it's very hard. It's very hard to, um, to, to kind of even get to that point, like, especially, you know, because you can't help but do the whole comparison thing. And, like, growing up, you're just so bombarded with all these messages of, like, what you should look like, what you should be like, what you should act like. Um, and when you fail to measure up to all those things, it really impacts your self-worth and your sense of self. Um, uh, but, yeah. Um, so, like, recently I've been turning all that around and, like, physically, yes. Like, I've been working on myself, going to the gym, all that kind of stuff, eating healthy. Uh, and, you know, like, going back to the whole stuff I was talking about, um, feederism gaining and all of that like that's partly why like all that has to remain in fantasy for me because it's like like i <laughs> as much as i find it attractive to a degree in other people like i don't want that for myself um uh and yeah like i've found that you know leading a healthier more active lifestyle makes you feel better about yourself would you believe um and and yeah, and funny enough, like I think you know, you were talking before about like how all the the how would you describe like you know the Andrew Tate esque type people, him and his circle, his ilk, if you will, like they they kind of like promote these same kind of things as well. It's like you know, work out, start lifting, uh, be healthy. And, like, here I am doing the same thing. I feel like we're coming from very different places. Um, but, like, you know, that kind of... That specifically, like, he, it's valid. It's like, you know, if you take care of yourself physically and mentally, uh, you will feel good about yourself. And I, I guess that's what I'm finding right now. Um, still a work in progress. Like, you know, sometimes I find myself, like, slipping back into my old ways of thinking where it's like, oh, I'm so ugly and all of that. I still get very um insecure like uh you know like i you know i talk to people online obviously within this space um and like when it gets to the point where i'm comfortable enough like sending them a picture of all of that like i still get very uncomfortable with that because like there have been too many times where people will like see what i look like and then gone they're gone they stop talking and it's just like you know that's not that's not fun that's never fun it just makes you feel awful um so like you know i still get hang-ups about like oh that doing that kind of thing um but you know like then you just have to kind of remember it's like hey what do they matter like they're not important in the long run and like if they're going to be so shallow to to treat me that way then like they're not even worth it in the first place um but like on the other hand there have been people and there continues to be people who are like very uh the opposite and they you know how, how do i describe it they think i'm hot and i'm like oh that's nice it's it's, it's nice to, to have people say that um, it's it's kind of surreal even because like i tend not to think of myself that way um even right now i feel i feel icky just talking about it um so yeah i i'm kind of i'm not fully there yet 
but I, I'm getting there is kind of where I would put myself in terms of self-image and all of that. Um, and for anyone out there who's listening to this and like is having issues with this, uh, and if you're in a position where you can like afford it and safely do it, I would highly recommend therapy. Um, yeah, just putting that out there. <laughs> no, it's a good, it's a absolutely good idea. Um, and I feel like there are lower cost options out there. I'm not talking about better help, um, I, which may be good too. I don't know. Therapy is, is more accessible than it has been maybe in years past. And I think, it, I think it's important. I think the stigmatization of, uh, you know, as much as this, this fetish that shouldn't be stigmatized, neither should therapy in terms of, of really, it's just, it's, it's a really important thing um to to get some outside perspective and um i think if people have maybe have had either bad experiences with therapists because i certainly have um or have the or both have the cliche notion um from tv or films or video games or whatever that that therapist is just gonna be like listen to you for a while and then how does that make you feel? It's like, I, I, I think that's, that's a, I don't, I don't know if that cliche has ever really existed. And maybe there are just therapists like that. Um, possibly there are possibly bad therapists, just as there are bad people in every, um, in every profession. Um, not bad is maybe not the right word, but not, uh, not as, not as competent as competence, a good word. Yeah. That was actually a much better word. In fact, um, Yes. So, so it does, it, it will take, my point is, I guess, of all that is we'll take sometimes looking for people and admitting like, oh, this isn't the right person. Let me find a good pick and saying it to the other person like, oh, we're not a good fit. And they're going to be fine with that. Cause you know, I'm pretty sure most people who are getting into the therapy profession, um, generally are doing it with a sense of wanting to, to do the best by whatever clients they have. And if they can't, if they don't, if they're not a fit with that person, like let's say you find a therapist that is anti kink or doesn't understand the fetish or anything like that, um, not necessarily this fetish, but doesn't understand like fetish in general, like you're gonna have you you might have problems, um, and you would probably don't want to stick with that with that with that therapist, but uh, you will, and there are um, therapists that do and can understand. Um, I think all life perspectives. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't let that be a hang up to anyone um seeking therapy um financial i definitely get is is still one but i do definitely do some research i think there are um options available out there i hope I, I hope i definitely hope for all people who would definitely want it um stay staying on you dill for a moment you mentioned that uh to me you've had ex some experience within the the manosphere um can can you talk a bit more about that and what what came of that for you? Like why and, and how did the change happen um, since that time? Okay. Uh, this is going back to, to my, what, what we used to call an edgelord, I guess, a teen edgelord. <laughs> let, me, let me play the scary do music. People, Hold on. No, no, there's no do, music. Do I'm people sorry. still say that? Uh, yes, do they do. Still say, I, feel like no, I feel like no one says that anymore. I feel I'm like, no, still like, in my edgelord face. Yeah. Like, let, let's, be, let's be gentle with it. <laughs> It's a double um, edged lord. Uh, uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't think I was fully like it. Like I knew people that were way more edge lordy than me. Um, so like I, I was like very, very minor in my 
edge lordiness. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah. So the, uh, my kind of experience with the early manosphere. Oh, just saying the word gives me the ick. Sure. Um, uh, this is kind of I'm gonna say like uh, 2010s, like beginning 2010, maybe uh, probably not 2009, like 2010, 2011, like from that time onwards is kind of where, um, like I was not involved, but like I definitely saw the development of it and, um, like yeah, how it all came about. Um, can I just quickly, uh, you can cut this part out, can I just quickly look back through the messages, because I feel like if, um, if I say all of that, then... Certainly, yeah, no, we, uh, yeah, don't, don't feel like... I just want the Jeopardy music to play now. I don't think it's the Jeopardy. <laughs> this is Price is Right. I know Price is Right better. Oh, yeah, Jeopardy. Here, I, I found it, um... Okay, so the, yeah, okay. I, I don't want to just read off this. <laughs> Maybe I will. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Use the story. Like, before the people that don't know, like, um, the, the manosphere. So I was talking about, like, uh, early 2010. Um, 2014, definitely, I was involved in it. So it's like a collection of loosely affiliated websites and blogs that dealt with men's issues. Um, and, like, I think a lot of them started with the the premise of like male self improvement and that kind of stuff. The, the the things I was talking about before of like how as a boy trying to figure himself out, like could then see himself as a man and what and what that meant. Um, and and you know I think there were some of them had like really good ideas about like you know self care and and all that kind of like self care self improvement all that kind of really good stuff um but then there were a lot of them that were kind of lent lent leaned uh leaned towards a more um uh basically misogynist kind of side uh, that kind of defined men in like men were defined in terms of like their relationship with women and they viewed the the situation of women's status in the world as not desirable um uh, uh like so many of them were against third wave feminism about like you know what women's rights even meant and um and like all those ideas that were like associated with third wave feminism which was like at its heyday in the time, I guess, um, they were, like, opposing and countering all of those ideas. Um, and, and, like, from from within that space, you kind of got, like, uh, I think one of the, the main ideas that came out, came out of that was that um, basically men have it really bad in the modern world because reasons. <laughs> so, sure. You know, things to do with, like, things to do with uh, how divorce favors women and like how men aren't seen as inherently valuable whereas funny enough like the the reason they saw women as having inherent value is because they can have children which now that i think about it is like ooh, yuck <laughs> like why does that make the only thing that um makes someone valuable uh there's there was this kind of like um 
phrase, catch, not catchphrase, but like thing going around where it's like, women are human beings, men are human doing, in that like men <laughs> only have value. I'm men sorry. only have value for what they <laughs> men only have value for what they can do, whereas women have value in and of themselves. Um and that's not good. Uh I'm sorry, that, that sounds that was, like a that bad that sounds like a bad TED Talk title. <laughs> but like that that was one of the kind of common things uh, or ideas floating within that space at the time. Um and like from from that you kind of got like these three groups coming out of it. One of them was MGTOW, MGTOW, men going their own way, who basically kind of disavowed, or like basically didn't want to have anything to do with women kind of thing. Um, They're like, oh no, I'm not getting into any relationships, um, none of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, they're kind of like, by women, none of that for me. No marriage, no relationships, like none of that. I'm stepping away from all of that. It's just not good. Um, then there were the pickup artists, um, PUAs, who are like, well, I, I can see that uh, this is the state of the world right now, but I'm going to use it to my advantage and like only use women for sexual satisfaction kind of thing. Um, there was a third group as well. Uh, I can't remember what they call themselves. But like, yeah, there was a third group as well. Um, and I can't remember what their specific beliefs were either. I just know that there was a third group that came out of this whole manuscript type of thing. Um, and then the other, the other aspect of that is like, that whole thing kind of led itself onto like a lot more sinister type conservative right wing some of it was like borderline like, not, not even borderline racist like they're, they're, you know it, within these kind of circles you got like the worst kind of people like joining and like getting their views in there like i'm talking like white supremacist like very racist very homophobic like all, like all that awful kind of stuff like these people were there um and like popularizing their ideology and like kind of recruiting people into this recruiting like vulnerable people mainly boys like young adolescent type age people uh into this space and yeah um and like now here we are kind of dealing with the the follow-on from all of that where we're kind of seeing that kind of thing happen again to a certain degree um yeah as for me personally i was kind of always an observer i was never like really involved in any of this um but yeah it was it, yeah interesting to see the development um and the change for me happened where i, I where like the edge lordiness ended because, like, as as much as it pains me to admit that there was a part of me even back then that kind of agreed with a lot of the stuff they were saying, um, which just goes to show, like, how how easy it is to for them to prey on young minds that that aren't fully informed about the world, and like, you know, you're presented with one perspective, and then they give you all this other stuff 
which feeds into the confirmation bias and then you're like oh yeah of course the world is this way and I'm like of course I have to have all these other viewpoints as well um but then it's like just being exposed to to other <laughs> viewpoints and other ideas that kind of cancels out the old ideas you're like oh no the first ideas that I had before don't actually make any sense and aren't valid at all um so yeah like there are so many YouTube videos and channels like about this kind of stuff. Like I can't even list them off the top of my head. But like the, you know, if you s just look up Manosphere response or like any of that kind of stuff, like you'll you you'll find it and it'll be like, oh yeah, these people are crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know if any of that was relevant to what the question even was, but yeah. Of course, no, absolutely. I think it all it all helps completely. Um, it all helps pr provide perspective. I think. Um, I mean, for me, maybe people understand it more. I mean, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that's like this either, but like it's it's the talking about anyone with a lack of humanity, whether it be women, marginalized groups, racial groups, whatever, um, criminals, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like there, there's a there's a sense of humanity in all in all people. They may not be good people. They may not be whatever, but humanity exists inside them. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, the 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 whole view of 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 viewing women this certain way as like an object to possess or, or like uh, for birthing or what have you, it's such a weird, it's, I mean, like I get it like intellectually. Yes, sure. That makes sense, I guess. But like, I don't, I don't get, I don't feel like it in my heart. It doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm, and I think the only reason maybe I didn't succumb to that in, in, in like my youth is, I was kind of a loner nerd. So I didn't really like, I didn't, I didn't know about Gamergate or any of that. I only learned about Gamergate in the post post period or whatever, the, the, the more time of, of more leftists and whatever being on YouTube before that, I had no idea what the fuck was going on on YouTube. I didn't know that was even a thing people did. I, I maybe went to YouTube every once in a while. Um, yeah. And then before that, you know, even, even as a gamer, I wasn't like, into like gamer communities like i was a moderator on one gamer form but even then it was just like i was in my own world i liked star wars and i edited pictures of me holding lightsabers and shit like i didn't like i wasn't even looking for women or or, or a or a romantic partner at that time of my life that was probably probably part of my folly in and why it hit me so hard later in life when i when i when i you know got into high school and when my my three friends all got um, together with with partners at that time, uh, that's the only time I was really confronted with the issue of oh, uh, a partner is a thing that people have. Like maybe that's a a, a development issue that I, I spoke to. But anyways, it kept me kind of isolated from this um, this kind of negative rising in the in the in the man space, which I may have very well fallen victim to, given my um, my isolation in many ways from, from people and, and especially from, from women in that way. Um, do you think there's any, um, intersection between, uh, the manosphere attitudes and, and I promise I will get off this. This is the last question I have on this topic. I know it's a little bit of a bit of a downer, but I do think it's important at the same time. Do you think there's an intersection between manosphere attitudes and mentalities, um, within the fetish community? Um, that like that's an interesting one. The, the, I'm not I'm not sure if intersection is the right word, but I can see some parallels. Um, in that there are some 
people that I see within the community that seem to have not necessarily the same ideas, but like similar ideas uh, that were presented back in those the old Manosphere days of like early to mid 2010s um which in and of themselves those perspectives aren't bad but i've seen what they can lead on to not that i'm making a slippery slope argument but yeah um i'd rather not name it's like yeah I, I don't want to name specific people or like specific examples of these viewpoints but like yeah there are there's yeah there are some parallels that i see there um and i i think also on the the other end of it as well um like we were talking about the the cash cash master type alpha people they seem to have perspectives that kind of um mimic those of like the PUA type people in that like they're they're only involving themselves in our community for money uh when like they don't respect us as people they don't see us as worthy they probably think that we're like disgusting kind of thing um and and yeah uh, like they're, they're only they're, they're basically exploiting us um and the fact that like people are willing to to pay for their content and it's kind of like yeah it's disgusting um but other than that i don't really yeah th those are the connections i see for sure for sure um, let's jump. I have a few other questions to get to the before this, but let us jump to that cash master aspect. Um, I mean, I, I want to talk to Jules, but, but Dill, talk to me at least first, what, um, for the, for the definition sake of the audience and, and myself for that matter, uh, what, what is it like an alpha cash master? And, and, um, uh, we, we've talked about like alpha male jock, um, on the channel before. So how would you like, um, differentiate those and and maybe is cashmaster similar to like a findom maybe by another name in, in terms of definition uh, uh i think the way i described it was like alpha is a personality um jock is a body type and cashmaster is a profession like quote unquote profession um which basically involves it's Findom, basically. Like, you know, people people get off on sending you money and, like, you take their money kind of thing. That's my understanding of Findom, basically. Uh, like, I'm not the expert, expert on that, but, like, that's basically it, right? Um, yeah. I think so. Not the most important question, but it did stick out to my head. Um, would you say there's alpha, ma alpha cash masters of all body types, or is it specifically a certain body type as well? Um they they tend to be on like the jock side from what I, at least the ones that kind of invade 
our space. I'd imagine. They're either on the jock side or like very twinky. Um, twink being like the thin ones. Sure. I sometimes forget that. <laughs> I sometimes forget that like straight people don't use these words. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, 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 as helpful as you can be. It's absolutely. Um, yeah, and they not to have like a racialized view of the world. I hate myself for saying this, but like they're usually always white people as well. What? Um, oh my god, <laughs> white people exploiting a business opportunity? What? What? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Right? Uh, I'm not sure, like, how relevant that is, but I, I feel like there's something going on there. Like, um, I, I enjoyed it, regardless of relevance. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it tends to be like these really like muscular type or like, um, twink type people who are, like have this kind of I'm better than you attitude at like the, and that's I guess that's the alpha aspect however let me say this I feel like a lot of them especially like these young and they're a bit dumb like <laughs> a lot of them are dumb they're young and dumb these young dumb people I, I want to say young dumb and full of calm, right that's, like, that's, you just, that's the only thing you're missing <laughs> But then, but they're not, because like, you know what? That's the thing. They're not full of cum. It's <laughs> out. It's out. They're out of disgusting. cum. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, because like they they wouldn't even entertain the idea of like being fluid with their sexuality. Like their their whole shtick is that they are straight and therefore they're better than you. Whereas I, I feel like in proper like BDSM type spaces where you know there is like that kind of alpha role. Like it's it's a role, um, and there's there's talk, there's there's like the there's an agreement of like what it is that people want and all of that. Whereas I feel like a lot of these young, dumb, not full of calm people <laughs> that come in and inv and invade the space, they're just they're just using it to kind of be an awful person and just to be like misogynistic, homophobic, transphobic, all of that as like to use the f word um just because they can and like that's what's really off-putting to me about a lot of them do you think that it is the this, this content is purely purchased and and bought i guess engaged with content commerce is this is this content only purchased by um people who are specifically maybe into the kink of straight maybe even straight white men degrading um a, a, a gay man as it were not that it's right or good or healthy i'm just i'm not making a judgment either way i'm just saying like do you think that is the general flow of commerce going to these type of people or do you think there is just i, I don't know a, a desperation to have any kind of content that it, it just some money will inevitably flow um to these exploitive figures as well uh i think i think it's both to a degree i think there definitely is a lot of desperation amongst the community 
However, at the same time, like having said that, there are amazing people within the community that, like, um, that are providing the content. I'm one of them. I have an OnlyFans. You should subscribe to it. <laughs> shameless. Very shameless. It was good. Let me. Sorry. Let me continue. Let me continue. I'm gonna have to cut but, at least four yes. of these. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but at, at the same time, I think um, yes, there are people who specifically specifically get off on the idea of like a, a straight guy, maybe even a straight white guy, uh, kind of dominating them and being aggressive and like using all the slurs um and you know the, the, i was having this discussion with another friend recently and he was like yeah i he doesn't like them either but he's like it's a necessary evil kind of thing um yeah and i like i kind of wish they didn't have to be there to take advantage of, I, I kind of wish that people weren't into that well Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That, that sounds no, good. no. I I think I get what you're saying, but I'm <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I may have missed your answer in terms of like, do you think it's only the people who are into that type of thing, or is it is it people that are are like um, just hungry for any kind of content that they're buying it as well? And we, or, I'm sorry, if you had to put a percentage on it, which would you say would be the the majority? Oh, honestly, I have I have no idea when it no. comes to. Okay when it comes to that because like you you can't really you can't it's true you you'd just be when, making when, so, when someone makes yeah when someone makes a purchase you don't know what their intention was like it could be it could be because they like that thing specifically or it could be just because they want anything and they're willing to take what what's out there um yeah that's fair so, and it really you know, more i guess the only uh uh say um fair way to ask the question would almost be like a in your like travels in the community do you feel there's a, a feel for exploitation i don't know why i'm keeping this voice going but uh, a feel for <laughs> exploitation or more of a feel for um or just or there is desperation but again i'm not asking that question but um that is that is i guess what I, what i was trying to get at is is do you feel um there is a large segment within within the gay community within the gay fart fetish community specifically that um are into that, I guess it would be a type of degradation in that way of, of which these alpha mash cash masters are actually providing a service versus the people who maybe just like a new person, new, new content just dropped. Gotta buy it. Um, yeah, like, yeah, uh, there's, you know, I can't put it, I can't put a number on it, For but sure. I, all yeah, I yeah. can say with, with confidence is that there are both groups that are engaging buying this type of content there are people that are into that specifically and there are other people that just want anything absolutely um, yeah that makes sense and, and like uh, there, there was um there was a guy recently on not recently a couple of weeks back maybe a month back even um like a, a straight guy who was like uh, like my like you know he, he's posting videos and stuff and he's like I, I can't believe why I'm so popular and like why do people keep liking my stuff? He was like, it, it seemed genuine of like he was surprised, and then like, you know, it, it, people were explaining in the replies of like, well, you look like you have an attractive body, and also there's the fact that you're straight, and like that's that's a huge deal for a lot of people. Like that 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 automatically ups you, you know. It, 
which I feel like that shouldn't be the case, but that's just how it is. For sure. For sure. Jules, we've been without your voice for a very long time. How uh do you have do you have any um views on um on uh the the cash master, the the Findom as it were, uh, of the community? Um anything you you'd uh you feel about that type of uh um that type of content creation or that type of personality or attitude? Um, I feel like there are some really, really good ones that are really nice people outside of it that because that that they play a character but they they do it because they, it's they're they're into some of it but it's also like a business to them because I have one person that I actually adore because he's actually so nice I, but if you watch his videos he's he's like a complete asshole but if you actually talk to him outside of it he's so sweet and genuine about everything and that's a Sebastian Cash he's such a nice guy outside of it. And like I love just, him. He he's, is. He's so I've never talked to him. I got like custom content from him for free for just like not for free, but like I bought some of his videos. He's like, oh, because you got me to this milestone, I'll give you like this size. What do you what do you want? I'll give you like a nice two minute video. And I was super happy. Like he's super cool. We cut. We I don't want to. We we talked. We bonded. I love him. Um, even like I would consider like Sir Brett or like a King VJ to be some really cool. I wouldn't call them like Fin Doms or like like Alpha Cashers, but they kind of have that persona that people really like, and they're also really cool people. From just like reading tweets and stuff like that, or like talking with one of them because I was like, "How did you get into this?" Because <laughs> I was just curious. But um, I feel like a lot of the really younger ones, like they're nineteen or they're like my age i guess do it because they are homophobic they, they are homophobic and they are racist and they use it as a way to be that way without getting in trouble <laughs> i guess because you can get away with degrading someone if people are going to pay you to degrade them so it's not that i disagree with the content as a whole i think i disagree with the intent that they're going for it because again i've bought stuff from these people and some are like very cool that I probably would if I had money and then some are like very much fucking pay me now or don't fucking talk to me again type deal and those are the ones that I'm like you need to fuck off because you're now ruining a like a thing that's been around for years because Findom or like this type of thing has is not new it's just I feel like People are now taking advantage of a situation more than actually like understanding what the basics of it is. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. That makes definitely a lot of sense. And speaking to personalities or like, you know, playing a character as it were, um, I've definitely felt that way about like um, femdom, not findom, but femdom in terms of, uh, of it's definitely, uh, you know, a character that a lot of people are are playing not to say these you know more exploitive alpha cash masters aren't out there but um and and maybe exploitive femdoms and exploitive femdoms we know we know definitely um that you know must exist as well and i don't know why i said must but um it is in many ways uh just a character i mean it is i mean no one is you can't exist unless you don't have need to go out in the world you can't really exist in the world as a fully dominant personality it just doesn't it just doesn't fly you know it doesn't uh as, as much as it can be written into a story um as working out that way um it just doesn't the world doesn't operate around any one person unless that person happens to have a shitload of money but 
uh, in most cases, uh, that's not the case. Um, have have either one of you found a more um, introspective uh, people in your circles to discuss the fetish with? Um, uh, Jules, perhaps have you found uh, new people that you you found yourself discussing with? Maybe even uh, OnlyFans creators uh, uh, or or other other people, whether community friends in in real life or whatever that you've uh, you've had uh, these type of conversations with or or felt you could. Um, I feel like I don't talk to a lot of people. Like, I don't talk to... Well, I talk to OF creators sometimes, but then again, I have the thing that uh, Dale brings up where, like, I don't know if they're talking to me because I pay for this content and they actually want to talk to me or or are they just doing it because they want to keep my business. So I tend to stay away from talking things, but no, most of my friends that I have, we talk about the stuff constantly. Like a lot of people ask me, especially one of my newer friends that I made a, a couple months ago was, was very curious, like why I'm into it, how I got into it, like what aspects about it do I like, like uh, what my type is when it comes to it. And it was just like, very curious but i found a lot of people since being in ireland are very open to this most people in europe i found are very open and willing to try it or even find it hot themselves and are really open to just talking about it or even if they don't get it they're willing to try to see if they themselves will like it and then figure out from just them doing it how it would how why someone would like it but no, like, I don't think I'm answering the question because I do this a lot. I rant, but no, I do have a lot of close friends here. Even like my friend that traveled with me to visit Dill when we met up was very, is very quizzical about it and will make jokes with me about it being like, well, I know I'm field presenting, but you find it so gross when I do it. But yet when our other friend does it, you're like, nice one. And I'm like, yeah, because it's fun teasing you because you get offended <laughs> so easily. <laughs> I like that. But, that's yeah. that, that's really great. And uh, you know what? I I think you did answer the question because um, that that part is important too. Um, the the even the the running into people where you are and and being able to talk about it. Um, I mean, speaks to one your comfort, um, but also the the expectation or not maybe not the expectation, but the uh, the possibility, the, the good possibility, maybe that, I think that's why I called it an expectation. The very good possibility that people are able to, um, at the very least understand, or maybe at the very least respectfully tell you that that's cool, but I, I can't talk about this further. I think that's the, that's sometimes the best, um, that's the best negative response you can ask for is like, oh, I, I can't talk about this, but you know, cool, you be you or whatever. And that may happen, but I think most people, um, or a lot of people will be inquisitive and want to know more um, in a in a respectful and uh, and nice way. You know, obviously, you know, if you don't know people, you never know how they're going to react. But the more we build relationships with people, um, the more we have an understanding or an or a um, uh, an idea of what you know what kind of things they might be able to hear and what kind of things they're they're um, how they'll react to things. Like we don't know for sure. We should definitely take those those opportunities when we feel um, empowered to do so. But um, the our friends can expire. I, th I think the best way to say it is our friends or our peop the people we engage with can uh, can surprise us. Uh, what what about you, uh, Dill? Have you have you found more introspective conversations in any of the 
um, places you you connect with people? Um, uh, yes. Good. Sorry, sorry, sorry that like, but <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to like get get my words together. I no, know no. that the awkward silence. <laughs> uh, yes, I have found that kind of introspective conversation, and I I think, um, I think a lot of that comes from like what I was saying at the beginning when we started this, uh, about like how I like connecting with people, um. You know, like outside of fetish stuff, but also kind of getting deeper into the why and the how and and all of that. Um, because otherwise, like uh, a lot of the people that message me, um, you know, it, it's very surface level. It's like it's it gets boring and repetitive, and it's like, oh, nice one, what it smell like, all that kind of stuff, and just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> You need AI to respond for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like uh, it's basically like that with some people. It's just like the same the same questions over and over again and it's like we can't we can't get beyond that. And some people like can't even carry a conversation. It's like, "Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good, you." Yeah, I'm good. And then they don't follow up with anything else. <laughs> And then a few days later, they'll be like, hi, <laughs> again. Um, oh, oh, oh my God. The worst one is just like, when you can't even use full words, it's like, hi, W-Y-D. Like, come on, I, I, do you want to talk to me or not? <laughs> no, I just thought of um, W-Y-D. Give me your letters now. <laughs> Uh, okay look wyd isn't an inherently bad thing no, no, but no. like it tends to be that the people that say that kind of stuff like you, you don't get much out of them and like i find it tedious to talk to them however that this is not answering your question there are people that are the complete opposite and like you can have really good conversations with whether it's about this stuff or whether it's about other stuff and i find that like the people that can have good conversations at all are the people that you can have good conversations with about this stuff and to be more introspective about it all um and yeah um yeah and like i i think a lot of those people are content creators themselves um which i, I feel like you kind of have to be to to make good content and i think it's that kind of thing that separates the the good people from the bad people like for example when jules was talking before about like you know he was talking about brett and uh sebastian cash um like i wouldn't even consider those people to be like the the alpha dom whatever straight jock type people because like in my mind they in my mind they're kind of in the community itself or their allies and like you know they, they they're providing us a service but like they still respect us um and, and like they're they're the kinds of people that like can have these nuanced type of views and like that you can get along with um yeah they're out there and i have spoken to some of them and they're nice and when they're nice they're nice
Like, what else? What else is there to say? Good people are good people. No, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> no, no, that's great. That that makes perfect sense. And you know, it's it's now the way you said that actually, it, it seems odd that there are anyone that would cater to a community they don't respect. Like, obviously, money's there. I get, it, I get it. But at the same time, like, um, I, I just, I just, uh, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that uh, you'd you'd want to. I don't know, spend time or spend any effort or whatever in a, in a, in a, you know, something you, you didn't want to be around or didn't respect or didn't like. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad that there are, and that's almost seems like the only people there should be, um, business people who want to actually cater to the customers they're serving. Like, I, I don't, if I don't, I mean, like, I don't love the business I have, but like, I don't, I don't hate the customers. Like, I don't definitely not, not want them here. They're, they're the lifeblood of the business. So it's, it should be the same way in any, in any venture, whether it be adult content or what have you. Um, so that, that's, that's, I think odd. it's like, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I, I think it's similar to like the companies that, you know, when Pride Month comes around, they they put all the rainbow stuff out there, but like they're just doing it for the money. They don't really, they don't really care about supporting it. Like any, any of these people, like they're, they're just in it to, um, to show like, to advertise. they're doing it for the money and yeah, and to advertise. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Well, in that in that in that vein, are uh, are either of you seeing this is something um, specifically you two talked uh, about for a bit, um, for a good bit on the last episode we were together. Um, are either of you seeing any examples of of kink, um, fetish, um, or non heteronormativity um, gaining prominence in whether it be content community? Um, I guess any of the spaces where you feel kink fetish or heteronormativity has not been um pushed or or seen in previous times let me let me start with jules um i don't think so not in like maybe i just haven't seen that media yet uh or it's like i'm sure it's out there but i i would say that uh Again, going back to childhood shows of mine, uh, they re-brought Total Drama back into like the mainstream, and then they made a character that didn't last long because you knew that people wouldn't like the gag anymore, or because it's a joke and it's Canada, because we're very open to things without realizing we're very open to things. Like Canadian TV has pretty much made ninety-nine percent of fetishists who they are today. Very interesting. <laughs> but they they. Okay, I'm just going to talk about in general. If you look at any uh, Canadian TV for when I was growing up, so you have uh, Fresh TV, which is a Canadian animation studio who's responsible for making Totally Spies, Martin Mystery, 16, Total Drama, Stoked, and like that, or which would be, which a lot of our shows would be then uh, bought and uh, shown on like Cartoon Network. And I, don't know about other places i'm just talking about north america itself um a lot of people who are into like giant play or uh, spandex goes to totally spies because they because their main characters would wear spandex suits and uh had an episode where one of the characters was 50 feet tall and that was the entire premise and they were spies so they were cool totally um, spies Martin is canadian History. 
Yeah, yeah, it wow. is. It's it was made and produced in Quebec. Nice. Um, then they did their sister their sister show Martin Mystery, which was based off of a comic, but they turned this middle aged man into like a teenager. And then uh, you got your cool like horror bits where like monster people who are really like, really turned on by aliens probably got their stuff because again, a lot of the alien models they used are like super up were very attractive. And then you have the slice of life era, which was stoked in sixteen and total drama, which always had that one character who was super gassy, and it did not matter where they were they were open about it they were upfront about it they had like the best fun with it they usually also had other quirks like a uh, jude from 16 just never bathed so his whole thing was that like he never bathed to the point where like he no longer smells so they had a whole episode playing with that and then you had stoked which one character was nicknamed ripper because of how gassy he was and that was just that was just who he was everyone's like this dude farts a lot and we accept that and he's just an egotistical dick but he's also like a really chill guy if you like don't go on his bad side and then uh total drama gave both male and female people characters that trait and i think just that growing up and being introduced to that could would, would be like a lot of kink positive in just that regard because they brought it back and they still kept a lot of their gags from that so it's kind of like we're they're still like doing it which is great because again total drama as itself was always a parody of reality tv shows and again about what a lot of people like about like big brother amazing race and survivor is trying to find people be people and a lot of the times just that is just people letting loose and showing that they're human and i think even like celebrities now like birthing and in interviews and stuff and like not holding back is another way of people going oh they are like us but also kind of uh normalizing it as well as being like we're humans we're going to do it anyways like we're not perfect but then also some people i feel like if you look at how posey for example knew his audience so he hammed it up a bit more when he had to do it and then like made it a bigger deal than it was to like kind of like show that like i know you're into it and i find it funny <laughs> absolutely but those are more examples from like the past because I haven't really seen anything newish other than I guess the most common finishes being more into place so, like feet have been more pronounced in some shows uh BDSM as a whole I think is getting better talked about especially with bondage play I think a lot of people are now getting into bondage because lockdown was very boring for everyone so I think the pandemic really helped with people exploring that and that's why a lot of more media is now being more experimental when it comes to that. Even some of the short stories that I've read from like my fellow classmates have been not really like kink based, but like very much uh, exploring like the hard time, like the harshness of reality, but also what can make life like great within like little aspects of it. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I do agree that the, um, I mean, I think your answer was great a hundred percent too, because uh, that is a lot of where, the um where the changing of minds is going to happen um it is good to see i was gonna my example was going to be like movies like renfield or um what we do in shadows i think some of these vampire uh themed content which you know i'm not huge on vampires but uh the concepts of like familiars is really kind of introducing some people to like um not in the healthiest way, but like domination, like in terms of, of mental space or being like someone's submissive in terms of, of that kind of 
attitude. And again, I'm not saying these are uh, relationships to mimic, but they are at least putting some light on the um, the relationship dynamics, the attitudes, the feelings, as it were, in a way that's not, you know, in, in a way that's uh, challenging, um, you know, traditional um, leave it to beaver type relationships, I guess. I don't, I don't have a better example, but it's showing, it's showing other types of relationships, even between uh, people that may not be uh, romantic partners, such as like the vampires and their uh, assistant, as it were, I guess. Um, what, what about you, Dill? What, what about you? Have you seen, uh, or do you feel you've seen any examples of of gaining prominence for kink fetish or or just non non heteronormativity in in things you've seen around? Um, I, I think there is definitely in terms of non heteronormativity. Uh, that's definitely becoming more of a thing these days. Whereas, like, it, like, um, sorry. For example, in like new TV shows and stuff, you know, th there'll be like one, like LGBT character, um, which, wow, <laughs> saying that it makes it sound like oh, this we get we get one person we can relate to, <laughs> uh, but you know, what, like even even in kids shows, it's like not being presented as the norm of like man and woman is the is the only thing, um, uh, in terms of like more kink stuff i think what jules was saying about um the more common fetishes kind of getting more normalized like at this point feet is not even a thing anymore like that's that's standard now like feet is vanilla like come on um, <laughs> okay sorry god call me out <laughs> I thought we were friends. No, oh. that's that's not that's not like that's not a jab at you. That's just like I feel like that's just how it is. It's like, oh, you're into feet, like great. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not a crazy out there thing anymore. Um, like and to the degree that like I can talk to people that I work with about that kind of stuff, and you know they can. They can easily be like, oh yeah, I'd I'd do that with the guy, or or they'd be like, nah, sorry, I'd rather not do that kind of and it's just like it's not an uncomfortable conversation say as compared to something like scat maybe where it's like ooh, we don't touch that <laughs> like you know what i mean hey um, hey we, we were all talking about feet like respectable people over here <laughs> yeah yeah exactly, exactly. um <laughs> so yeah so to a degree it's kind of seeping in um uh, I'm I reminded of that meme of like uh, I think it was on Tumblr ages back where it's like um, uh, someone is like oh you guys don't understand I'm very kinky I'm into whips and chains and things like that <laughs> and then the other person is just kind of in their head being like oh <laughs> um, yeah uh, where it's like you know even yeah BDSM type stuff isn't really like that's that's vanilla kink at this point. It's like, like especially after Fifty Shades of Grey was in its heyday. Like, you know, all of a sudden everyone was into BDSM. Um, why are you laughing? <laughs> no, Everyone's just really into BDSM. You know, I just I just walk into like a school and I just see a class being taught on it. Everyone's just so into it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, those might be some fantasies. Like, we don't, we don't need to go there, right? This moment, and maybe we can get off the call and talk and talk about our fantasy school. Um, the 
you're right, like just on the topic i'll get back to the other stuff but like <laughs> the, the the whole school type farting fantasies like i feel like that's such a huge thing like so many people are into that it's crazy i wrote uh i, I wrote i wrote a story close to it and people were like loving it like the whole idea of like the gassy teacher like uh, I, I don't know where that comes from but apparently it's a massive thing everyone loves it for sure i mean yeah i mean i would say i would say i mean i just my theory is like power because why i enjoy it like like same with mother domination or whatever it's it's a power thing it's uh even for people who maybe don't like domination i think there is still an appeal to to power i can't speak outside the domination aspect but it may just be something that's more universally appealing in that way to have this uh this more adult figure, even if you're an adult yourself, but like this more adult teacher. Um, in, in terms of uh, the the fart fetish itself becoming more normalized, I am definitely seeing a lot more um, people who mainly make their content towards like whether it's foot stuff or domination stuff or just like it, you know non fart stuff. Basically, um, I've I'm seeing a lot more of them kind of exploring this space and like making content geared towards us um there was a recent example um nathan wild i think yeah nathan nathan wild uh who's like uh, his main thing is that like he's got a really nice body and like a really big butt um like that's his selling point uh but he he recently did a video of like him fighting on another guy and like it's like whoa like this is not what you're known for at all but here you are doing it and like obviously you're doing it because most likely you've either seen other people doing it and like being successful with it or someone from our space has gone to you and being like can you please do this and he was open to it and the fact that he was open to it like says something about like where we're going um but yeah in terms of kinks being more accepted in the general media i haven't really seen as as much progress i guess happening there for sure i i would probably agree i can't think of any like i said the 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 general kink of like the bdsm aspects or or domination uh mental uh dom sub aspects of like uh renfield or other vampire or and probably other movies as well um but yes i the fetish specific um i think we'll get there i think i think it's i think we're right on the cusp of of this especially as you know, I'm not, you know, tooting this show's horn, but like as this show gets discovered by more creators, I, I do feel like there there will be some more and it's not again, not a result of the show, but maybe it's a uh, empathetic or sympathetic view or whatever. Uh, maybe it's a realization that it exists at all. Uh, maybe it's like the perfect plot point for something. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but the point is um, we may see coverage of of fetish things as this gets into uh the more mainstream minds um as you know we can we see the we already seen the negative in one way of the i don't remember the name of the podcast uh that's how little i cared but basically had i i don't know if it was all two hours or at least 30 minutes of coverage of this podcast and specifically unfortunately picking on victoria and amy farts which um i i really took 
most offense to um not you know not not specifically because of them but i i think it's one thing to pick on the host and the producer of the show um and you know some things you know why do why do i say the intro is over you know uh, it's a dumb thing but they could have just left it at making fun of stupid things like that um but to pick on the attitudes and the normalization that amy's fighting for and and just anything really i, I again i didn't listen to the whole thing but i listened to enough to know they had no respect um uh for this fetish for us for anybody that's been on the show and i can't i can't force them i can't make them but uh i definitely feel like they should have kept that uh, their views to themselves. Um, and that's a view Victoria shared as well. Um, but this is inevitable. Uh, this was definitely going to happen and we keep fighting because those people don't matter. And we keep fighting for, um, the future we feel is right. And the future that we feel, um, I, I don't think there's any other better way to say it. The future that we feel is right. Um, there was something we, uh, Maybe it was earlier. We we talked about it earlier in the interview, but um, I feel like something one of you just mentioned too uh, uh, reminded me of this, tipped me off to this, is have I, either of you um, experimented um, making some kind of fetish art or fetish content, um, something fetish related uh, or, or sex related, I guess, in the AI or VR or, or some kind of other tool space? Um, let's start with, uh, let's start with Jules. <laughs> I love uh, the AI character model where you can talk to fictional characters. <laughs> I have done a lot of just fucking around in that and see like how much I can go until I break it. I've broken a few AI bots from just uh, being me. I've also tried to use the AI that Snapchat has but if you bring up uh, farts in any way that's not in a humorous way, it does tell you that we do not, that AI does not support saying this, doing this in a sexual or fetish way. We do not talk about fetishes in my AI programming, which I found funny. And I also, AI stories are just really poorly written, but they're so funny that I had, to, that I went through like six different uh styles with like the same characters just to see how bad it could get and they just kept getting worse but no i think ai is just a fun thing to do if you're bored but if you really want to like have like a thing with like a fictional character that you really do like um, i really do suggest doing uh ai character because it just gives you that opportunity to like even if you just want to talk to it and just make it and just have it like feel robotic but like it's still like you're talking to that person it's is really nice and it can be a really fun time if done right. Absolutely. I could not I could not agree more. I definitely feel like uh character AI is one of the uh strongest uh of the of the AI. Um, at least in terms of understanding, even like I've I've fed the AIs, I've created a, a limited greeting, uh, or at least a greeting that leads to, you know, uh fetish activity or whatever that I enjoy. Um, and they can run with it pretty, pretty well at, at, a level of human intelligence that, that surprises me in many cases. Um, I, I've even started using some of them to, uh, write captions because I've felt, um, uh, what do you call it? 
similar to the way I feel about stories. I feel like I'm like, ah, this is, I'm writing the same thing over and over. So it's kind of nice to have the freshness. And I'm not saying like AI, write the caption for me. I'm just kind of doing a role play with the AI and then taking the pieces I want and putting it as a caption. Um, it's really, cause I find it really hot myself, really arousing. So I figured, you know, I, I can put this to, again, sometimes AI generated images and, uh, and, um, you know, other people can enjoy uh, the, some, something of the feeling that I enjoy. Um, what What about you, Dill? Have you Have you had any experimentation with any of these uh, these uh, newfangled tools? I don't know why I wanted to say it like that, but these new tools in the uh, in the AI or VI or uh, VI VR or any kind of uh, tech space. Um. Yes, but like I wouldn't even say it's like substantial enough to the point where i can even say i've dabbled in it because it's it's not even to the level of dabbling it's just like oh i tried it once and it was it was fun uh in terms of like the the character chat type thing um i have definitely seen it become like that kind of thing become a lot more prominent and, and some people like really really enjoy it and you, you know they will they will do all sorts of roleplay type stuff with their characters and they will promote it on Twitter and everything and just being like, hey, go talk to this bot, this AI bot, this this character. And it's like, oh, like, you know, they'll realistically do all your roleplay fantasies and all of that. It's just, it, I think it's such a, an interesting development in this space. Um, uh, and I think in the, the art, space as well i'm seeing a lot more people kind of using ai generated art um for to to create like this kind of stuff like for for the fetish space um not that i necessarily agree with with that in itself uh because i know it's a very like hot topic debate kind of thing happening right now of like is it ethical even um because of the whole stealing thing um and yeah i just i know it's a thing right now and people seem to enjoy it sometimes i find it ai art specifically just a little bit creepy uh, because like they still don't get everything fully right just yet um we're very quickly getting there uh but yeah, sometimes it's a little bit off-putting when it's like, you can see, oh, you've got too many fingers kind of thing. But yeah, it's it's definitely a, a thing that's happening right now in our space. For sure. I feel like I'm going to talk to you in six months. You're going to be like, actually, I made my own AI model. I've trained it on my on my videos or whatever. And now it, I don't know, I'm not like, I don't know the, the end of that sentence, but like, uh uh, like you, like you're talking about OnlyFans in the past. I feel like you do have an embrace of of things that come forward uh, in due time, as well. So maybe that that is uh, in the cards for you in the future, um, or maybe not. I, don't I, know. I, I I feel like if if I could, because here's the thing: if it's my content, if I could mm. like train AI to like make content for me and it looks realistic enough, sure, I would use that. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, then it's less work for me. <laughs> well, and imagine, like, I mean, and again, I'm not trying to think of ideas, but I feel like the idea of that would be literally like someone could, you. so you have this 
this dill dill model, this OnlyFans dill model that people essentially put in their fantasy and it generates uh, the video uh, based on your, you know, whatever and your voice or what, whatever you involve yourself with um, to their specifications. Like, again, what does that say for an actual creator or creator economy? I'm not sure. But the, the technology still uh, impresses me regardless. And I feel like that could be a possibility in, in the future. I think in terms of the technological development, like it's going so fast, so quickly. Um, like it used to be, wow, these pictures are really creepy. Um, then we got to the point where it's like, oh my God, they can do fingers now. Um, and then... <laughs> it sounds then, silly, I know, but yeah, that's it is where we are in life. Oh my God, fingers! Um, <laughs> Um, and look, it used to be like you could almost tell straight away. It still is like 90% of the time you can tell straight away, oh, this is AI. Sure. But there have been times where it's like, it took me a little while to be like, oh, this isn't like human made, but like it looks so realistic that, you know, you as a person yourself, you're tricked. And like, um, and like, did you guys see that Will Smith spaghetti thing? Yes. No, no I did not. Oh please! That very, was very, like, dis- I was, very hard to watch. It's very hard to watch. I, I like I actually had a nightmare about it. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, like I was so like it was terrifying for me. Um, but then it's like we first we had that, and like AI generated video, um, and now like I'm very I'm seeing a lot of like AI generated movie trailers. Like there was that Great Gatsby one, which you can you can like there are still things that are very off it's like the person has two elbows or something um and like no, no one has hands because like they can't do hands right um but it's like uh, the rest of it looks like relatively okay um and you know it's got the voiceover and everything and it's like we very quickly moved from creepy will smith to almost almost possible type movie trailer um it's like how how much longer until like you know we're at the point where we just can't tell anymore and you know everything is done this way it's it's very true i mean and i was gonna say you we were talking about video but like the the in terms of the speed like an ai i remember the article just came out that an ai won a photo photo competition um, the artist refused to take credit, obviously, because I mean, obviously, I don't know why it's obvious, but he refused to take credit. But um, it was uh, it was an AI uh, generated image that that won a photography competition. So uh, it is tricking, obviously, expert people and and people who should not, not should know better. That's not the right terminology, but it it's it's tricking experts. It is that good that it is becoming difficult for people who are trained in this type of uh forgery or whatever um that they are they are now becoming uh on you know uh, uh not aware of of when it is ai and when it is um when it is a human doing a photograph yeah exactly and it's uh, in a way it's kind of scary but in a way it's like we are heading this way anyway so we kind of have to we have to learn how to make best of it or we have yeah we have to learn how to adapt and like yeah 
um, is there the potential for like exploitation and for things to get a lot worse? Yes, definitely. Is that very likely going to happen? Yes, I think so. Um, it's never stopped us before. That's the only. That's the only. That's the end of that. I feel the end of that phrase is it's it's like even though it's like the internet. You know, internet we had spam running rampant, and there's still spam, but it's it's more handled than it used to be. Um, lots of things, a lot of more scams, lots more whatever. The Nigerian uh, prince scam always being a a, a joke favorite, like. Um, like the internet's not obviously a safe place, but it's safer than it was when the internet was new. And I think AI and uh, AI generated art will probably be uh, follow that same path for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I, I just kind of, I feel for the actual artists, like I know artists, one of my closest friends within this, the fetish space even is an artist himself. Um, and it's just like what, even myself as a content creator, like what becomes of us at that point? And it's kind of hard to grapple with that idea of like, oh, we're useless now. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I, I definitely, I, I share the concern because I'm not going to be, um, it's not like I'm going to be spared should this, should this happen. Um, but I, I think I think there will be a place for for people. I don't know in the long term, like uh, beyond our lifetimes and you know many other lifetimes. I'm sure. Uh, I think AI will be something for uh, the next generation of people, or maybe the next iteration of existence, the next generation of of, of uh, being, as it were. I don't I don't know. I'm speaking outside of some kind of sci-fi, whatever. But. Um, I do. I do. Don't think. I don't think it, we're gonna be like replaced in, in short order. I suppose. Um, I think, especially those who can adapt and those who are using the technology, um, uh, to work for them rather than than work work um, well without with, uh, rather than work without it. I suppose because I think it's it it, it will be a. Um, of, of it, it, you know what? It's going to become the norm. Honestly, I, I honestly believe that people working with AI in some capacity, whether consciously or unconsciously, it will be the norm. Whether it's their Google or their Bing has uh, Chat GPT elements within it, or whatever, whatever. Uh, maybe Photoshop will have uh, generative capabilities with AI. Uh, maybe you know all all these things are very possible that AI will just become. Uh, ubiquitous in a way that we don't have to go to a specific AI website. Um, and I think that's very, very possible. J Jules, you mentioned earlier um, some, uh, actually quite a bit of the media uh, from your youth that had uh, farts in it. Um, so I'm going to jump to Dill first. Uh, maybe there's some you haven't covered, but Dill, are there any shows from back in the day from your youth that you remember that that perhaps had this um, uh, flatulent content or 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 uh, sort of hinting maybe fetish wise um towards content in in stuff you've watched. Um. Yes. Uh, uh. Like, but I think as as a kid watching that kind of stuff, you like you it completely goes over your heads. Um. Like I I love Totally Spies, Martin Mystery. I didn't watch Martin Mystery as much, but like. You know, I still watch it. Um, oh my god, they did a crossover episode one time that was like, whoa, mm -hmm. mind blown. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, 
and like yeah in fact i saw a list recently on twitter of like the list of the totally spies episodes and which which fetish it was kind of promoting have you seen that i don't think i ran into that list but i saw video essays about it oh okay yeah right um so yeah that that show comes to mind uh fairly on parents had like some fetishy type elements um the one show that like sticks out straight away uh uh gogs do we remember that Mm-mm. So, no um I, i'm not sure like where it was produced or anything but basically it was this claymation claymation show uh about this caveman family um and like a lot of their type humor they did have some like relatively highbrow humor in there, but like a lot of it was like toilet humor as well. Um, uh, and you know, like all the all the bodily functions was there. Um, yeah, yeah, but like apart from that, it's like you know all the stuff that Jules mentioned. It's like yeah, that's that's the thing. That's Canada. <laughs> Well, and that is, and that is the thing, Jules. I mean, the the sheer amount of shows you mentioned. Like, I I can think of, I I never saw it, but I know the Hey Arnold Phoebe farting uh thing happened. I never, I don't think I was out of Hey Arnold by that time. Um, but obviously the one that stuck with me the most, and I think I mentioned it on Master Jaden's episode, is the Angry Beavers, which even included like uh, subtle domination elements or like um I don't know threat, farting as a threat, I guess elements as it were, um. Do you have any shows that you feel like you didn't, you haven't mentioned uh, among your among the uh, list of shows that you did mention that that um, explored this or explored that uh, themes of it? I think I have some live action shows that I really liked as a kid, but I wouldn't state one by also having a fun story about when I was like twelve. And it's I I just think back to this conversation I had with my father, and it's just so bizarre that he brought it up. So during my Disney Channel era of being a child uh i was obsessed with like everyone else in my generation with uh like uh was really playing as ham montana so he loves acting cody but it was ham montana at this point and there was this episode where uh billy ray cyrus's character uh looks around and makes sure no one's around and then farts and then his children walk in and it's one of my it was my favorite episode as a kid and then my father looked at me because he, I wanted, because he's like, it's time for bed. I'm like, not to my episode. And my dad looks at me dead eye at like 12 and goes, do you have a fart fetish or something? And I'm like, no. But what is that? I'm 10, I'm 12. What the fuck? <laughs> but uh, a lot of Disney Channel shows at that time had that type of humor in it. Like, as we love Zach and Cody had that with Zach as the character. And then when they did Sweet Lawn Deck, they had a character that was just there to be gross and that was his whole thing was that he could after eating a mexican buffet he could fart the entire song of uh stairway to heaven and that was his like his trait but no i think disney oh yeah if you were really into i think disney more than nickelodeon at that time but then nickelodeon also had nessa classify with their character that was just a character named timmy tutu because he was just known for just ripping sound farts and then running away and then having everyone else get blamed for it. I do. I don't remember that show that well, but I do. It came up on TV occasionally. Um, and I do remember, uh, that. I so it's like for, for me. Yeah. Uh, sorry. No, no. To just jump in here. No, uh, no. Like, it's like, I, I, I remember all these shows, but like, 
Um, and, and this is the thing, it's like so ubiquitous. Did I say that right? Yeah. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, to the point where it's like you can't even tell that. Like, like it, it's just the the comic relief character being like the gassy gross one. Or like it's just such a trope that it's like you don't even think about it as like a, a thing. Because it's like, yes, yeah, so I watched Zack and Cody. I watched Ned's Declassified. Um, I watched all of them. And it, it's like, uh, and now thinking about it, it's like, yeah, yes, right, of course. Definitely, this was a thing, but but it, you know the, these the the comic relief character trope, gassy or like you know disgusting one is you you kind of just assume that like of course of course this character has to be there because like that's their role within the show to to be this one. Um, there, there's that whole meme of like in the next episode we present to you the writer's barely disguised fetish. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing of media, though, is that people want other people to be into it. So you have to find ways of showing it. But then lately, like, especially in a episode of Total Drama Rama, where it was literally about a fart specific fairy where he lived based off farts. So there's a whole montage of this fairy sniffing, like, preschoolers gas. And that was the entire premise of the episode, which I think is a little too far on that front. Yeah, that's a bit too far. Dan Schneider with his whole foot thing, that's a bit too yeah. far. Like, I think if you're going to do it in kids' media, doing it like in a tug-of-cheat way is fine, but if you want to go like hardcore into it, like make an adult show. Have the character like express that they're into it and like show like safe ways of practicing it. Yeah, it's very... Right. very... That, oh yeah, go ahead. Very logical. Yeah, it's very unfortunate no, just, to be the American figure of kind of putting face to, not face to fetishes, but putting like fetishes in children's shows is such a um, heinous, or I don't, I don't know enough about it to maybe say heinous, but a, a very negative, negative figure. Um, but uh, but yes, I, I do agree that, I, I was even going to maybe empathize or sympathize with the idea that I mean, imagine being a writer in in this kind of high pressure environment where you are required to probably write a lot of shows in a short amount of time. Uh, I think that's probably also what leads to um, writers maybe digging from their from their life and their life experience because the the sheer desire uh, or the sure the sheer um, demand of needing content on on a immediate basis. I think probably fuels some of the ideas that are maybe like. Uh, people who maybe don't have the fetish, but like, why? Why did they do that? Why? Why that? And then people who do have the fetish is like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> um, we, uh, Jules, you talked about it uh, a little bit as well on this. Um, so let me jump to jump to Dill on on this question. Um, are there any new or or new to you creators? that you've been enjoying right now, anyone you'd want to shout out uh, or, or or point people towards, do not mention your OnlyFans again, Dill. No, you can't. You can't. Please, please do, actually. Please do. I wasn't going to <laughs> for your information. That's for the end. Um, That's for the end, the uh, outro. <laughs> uh, new people. Um, look, that Nathan Wild guy I mentioned before, like, I hope he does more stuff within our space like come over to the dark side like you got all the goods i will like you know i will 
he's Australian. Oh my god, you know, I will meet you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll do a collab on my OnlyFans, you know? Nice. Yeah, exactly. Like, if he's open to that kind of stuff, definitely. I feel like he's <laughs> way out of my league, though, but he seems like a nice guy. Um, <laughs> there is a new guy. Well, I've known him for a while, um, but he's only recently made a Twitter at fartistry underscore 90. Um, he's got some good stuff. Uh, of course, I have to give a big shout out to my friend, Kink Hero, artist friend, amazing guy, very nice. Love his work. Right, he's so good. He drew a picture of me. Like I know, nice. I was so I was so happy. It was so, like I I wish I could. T- uh, I want to be his friend. <laughs> he's really like he's not like you know. He, I feel like he's like me in the sense of like he'll be friends with anyone as long as you are a decent person and like don't be creepy and. None of this WYD, like, don't show <laughs> uh, CYA! <laughs> RN. Um, you know, like, all the people, all the people, let me just go through all the people I talk to. Like, you need to follow this person. The I don't think we have three hours to have you do that. Nice guy. <laughs> Tyler. Or Tyler. Everyone, like, very popular. Um, Raunch Slob. He seems nice. Uh, I'm sorry, are you accepting an Oscar right now? Like, what's happening? <laughs> no, I really, you know what? I, 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 I make fun, but it is it is awesome to, to have that sense of community where, you know, shouting out um, just good people in the community. And obviously, uh, obviously, uh, yeah, that, no, no, continue. I apologize. You know, this is like I don't talk to that. Like, I couldn't literally like list off all the people I've had any kind of interaction with, but I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, if you've talked to me and you're a nice guy, then I'd probably let you know that you're a nice guy. I, you don't need me to tell you on this podcast. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for me. <laughs> nice, nice. What about you? Ju- what about Jules? What? Yeah, no. What about Jules? What? What is your thought, Jules? What? Uh, what have you? Um... I forgot the question. Oh, what are, what are uh, are there any other creators that you're uh, new or new to you that you're uh, enjoying right now that you haven't that you haven't mentioned or or that you'd like to to reshout out right now? Well, to start off, I have to shout out my good friend Dill. You should support his OnlyFans. <laughs> Damn it! I didn't think of that. All right, continue. Um, but no, um, a couple of some of the European people that I that I, I don't talk. To, well, I talk to some. I again their 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 content's really good so uh master dom has really fun content he does more than just farting stuff but his he's just super chill if you listen to any of like his like uh spaces on twitter master max is literally the best person you'll ever find i don't these are not new people but i have just master max is just such a fun dude like he's just so chill and so loving and i just he just makes it fun uh, Sebastian Cash, uh, honestly, if you're going to support anyone, you should support him. Uh, I don't know his name. But I'm going to message him right now. Like, <laughs> he's not much of a nice guy. <laughs> um, this, uh, there's this... Uh, he was up for award against Sebastian Cash for, like, best fetish creator. Damn, uh, nice. I will find him later. 
and I'll send it to you to like shout out or something, but he will do any type of request and he's so he he goes, Yeah, I'll do that. Just give me a couple days and every video that he sells is twenty bucks. That's it. You 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 uh, subscribe to his only friends once, you don't pay again, and you still get access to every video he releases. He also puts that on clips for sale as well, in case you don't want to buy it on OnlyFans. But like man's great. Um uh like uh sir brett's really cool uh king bj is actually such a cool dude and the way that he got into the space is actually so like heartwarming and endearing because i just asked him one day what how he got it and it was just like such a nice like heartwarming story um devilish on tiktok's a really cool dude we've been talking for the last couple days um I, I think the people that like I follow are like very known in the community or like friends that I have that just started posting content that I don't want to shout out because as much as I love them as a person, their internet presence is a little bit too please please notice me vibes. <laughs> But yeah, stay away from anyone who literally states that they're a cat. Like, uh, stay away from like Master Fiego because he's an asshole. Um, this is good. No, and, like, this is good information too. Group, uh, because he's one of those people who's like, he'll be nice to you until like you actually like do something, and then he's like, no, I want you to do more. And I'm like, I know that you like people into that, but you can like fuck off with that attitude. Like he will give. Like he's not like he's not going to scam you, but like. The attitude to me is just a put off. Um, I think most okay. If you're into Fendom, like go for it. I'm not. That's not my thing. Like I will. Like I'll buy things from people that I like. That's just how I support creators. Like whatever. But the minute that you start like disrespecting your audience, I'm done. And that's a lot of the upcut. Like as we already talked about. But a lot of that group of people, the ones that just started in like the last six or seven months, I usually try to avoid those people because unless they're like earnest about it, they're not worth your time. <laughs> no, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. That makes that makes a lot of sense indeed. Um, we are coming. Uh, this is we are going to be at three hours, but that's that's OK, because this has really uh, been an enjoyable conversation. It always is. But. It, it this is it, it's always enjoyable to have uh, both of you on and and hearing your perspectives and really really some of your growth as well. I mean, maybe you you I don't know if either you feel like you've grown between the last um, episode or not, but I definitely feel like you have from an outside perspective. I think the viewers uh, would think that as well. And I'm not saying like, oh yeah, you guys are growing, good for you. Like like it's just you, we all grow as people all the time. Um, and I think it's just cool to see that progression um, in people and 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 you two being the uh, the the guests that have been on the show, uh, this being the third time, I think uh, definitely get to be um, illustrative of that growth for for as long as you'd like to be, because um, you definitely do have uh, great and interesting and entertaining opinions. And I think we all have a good time together. And I, I'm pretty sure the viewers, the listeners do as well. Um, so as I, as I come to a close, I want to ask a question I've been asking, um, on other shows, but I don't think I've asked, uh, either of you on, uh, our interviews together is, um, 
Do you enjoy having this fetish? You know, what, what do you feel about it on a, on a more broad basis? And, and, and what makes you enjoy it if you do? Um, does it do something for you that you feel perhaps uh, other kinks don't? Um, let me jump to uh, Dill on this one to start with. Do I enjoy having this fetish? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I, I think it, as difficult as it can be sometimes, especially in terms of, like, having to explain it to people, um, it just adds a layer of fun to your sexuality that, like, wouldn't be there otherwise um and it's like i i can enjoy vanilla stuff as well but having this on top of that or, or like even just just doing the fart stuff like i don't know it's just it's i i just really enjoy it like this is it's this is my sexuality like this is what i'm into um and yeah so i definitely enjoy having it i can't imagine not having it um would i want to get rid of it i don't think so like it's as crazy as it sounds like it's i've met so many amazing people through it i've gotten to, to travel to lots of like i would have had so like, without it i wouldn't have had a lot of experiences that i have had and so in that sense i'm grateful for it is it difficult yes like you know <laughs> i acknowledge that it would be so much easier if um if I, if I didn't have it, like things will be, it will be so much more easier to follow the door. But like that's in the same sense that life would be easier for me if I was a straight white rich man. Um, do you know what I mean? Of course. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I do enjoy having it. Like it, it adds a, it adds depth. It adds fun to my life wouldn't be possible through other ways and i've met amazing people and done amazing things that i wouldn't have otherwise if i didn't have this so yeah that's awesome that's really awesome i yeah that that's a great um that's a great perspective and a great uh uh positive outlook and uh experience i suppose as well jules what about what about you what do you um feel on in terms of this fetish and and in enjoying it and and those type of uh attitudes i feel like if you asked me this like a couple months ago i would have said no but i do really enjoy having this um i feel like if i i feel like because i have this i have a much better bond with my friends especially those who are like just cool with it especially uh one that thanked me for even sharing it with him because he was like now we're even closer than before and the fact that you felt like you could trust me with this information just means the world to me um yeah i feel like this fetish has made me be more open and more uh aware of the people around me and even and just uh, another version another aspect of me to uh that I started to accept later on in my 25 years of life. <laughs> also, non-fetish response. If you can, if you have a chance to go to a cat cafe, please go to a cat cafe. They're really, really fun. How long have you been holding that in? That I mean, obviously three oh, hours, this, I guess. I really wanted to bring it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad you did. I'm very glad you did. I've not been to a cat cafe, but I have passed a couple of pet stores and there are cats in the window. And I can't, I would love to be with, I mean, I have a cat. I own a cat, but, uh, but yes, I imagine being at a cat cafe with the cats would be in a, a tremendous time and, and a lot of fun to even, even if they weren't interacting with you, which I would obviously prefer, but if just watching the cats and, um, yeah, just having them probably try to steal your food. <laughs> I just really like cats. Okay. It was a very nice time. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm very, I'm so glad. I'm glad. We, we now know, we now know to the way to get to Jules is through, is through the cats. Yes. So, you know, they say yeah. the way to a man's heart is through his cats. <laughs> they do. They do say that. <laughs> My 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 final question. I, I'm I'm gonna be sad to be um, uh, concluding with you, but we will. I'm sure we will talk again, whether online, offline, in in all forms, and perhaps telepathically as well. But uh, do you have? Definitely telepathically. I, I enjoy that. That's my favorite. I enjoy it. Well, I'll be I'll be telepathing with you uh, right after this. Um, I'll see you in your dreams. It's fine. I'll ooh, do some dream hopping. Ooh, we're getting it. We're getting it back into that mode again. Okay. Um, do you? <laughs> Do you um we ha I have asked you this, but I was curious if it's um updated uh for either of you or if you have new thoughts um on the future of this fetish, whether it be for for yourself or or the um fetish at large. Uh, let me jump to Jules first. Um, I I see the from the spaces I've been in. I see a lot of people learning how to be human with the fetish, which is very nice. Less uh less creeps than there used to be. A, cu a couple months ago which is a great feat um i see it becoming more accepting later on but i also because of the more allies that we have i can see a lot more uh people just accepting that like people are people and people like things and like why not celebrate all aspects and i can see that coming to being within the next few years yeah, that's great. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, I think acceptance is is maybe closer than it than it may feel or appear. Um, what about you, Dill? What what are you about? What are your um, uh, new, if any, thoughts on the future for for of the fetish for yourself or or the um or the community or the fetish at large? I think in general, like we were talking about before, we're going to start seeing a lot more of AI stuff and like um, technology kind of taking on technology as a creator rather than technology as a medium uh to share the creations which is more so what it currently is um and yes i would agree with jules in that like definitely people uh what was i was saying before people people are being less awful nowadays something like that um, that's that seems to be happening as well like fewer creeps there are definitely still creeps out there though uh, but um it's 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 like less and less less and less like people are realizing that it's like you know we, we shouldn't be harassing people to make content or whatever and like if for example there are people that aren't into it uh that are that just enjoy making content for the fun of it like let's not go and harass them and creep them out to to scare them off or whatever like that's not that's not right so yeah uh i feel like more and more people are kind of accepting fetishes in general and like realizing that oh i can have a kink for 
anything, and like it's okay, unless it's children. <laughs> um, uh, but like you know, like people are being more open to the ideas of like sexuality in in general, and I think yeah, we're nice. gonna start seeing more more people kind of entering the community and like being a part of it. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think. Um, I think, uh, I don't know if it is self-awareness, but it, it sounds to me like self-awareness. The, the gaining self-awareness within, uh, many members of the community, I think is a, um, is a benefit to us all, um, uh, benefit to the, those people as well. That obviously I think the, the first person that's going to gain from our own self-awareness is, is us, the, the person that's gaining self-awareness. The next person that's going to gain is everyone else, but it's just as important in many ways because it is what. It's what I talk about in terms of the what we were saying about the manosphere. It is it is society that's waiting for the uh, the idea of a man to not be so rigid. Um, in the same way, uh, it's waiting for um, this. It's waiting for this uh, these attitudes to be more flexible and more accepting and more um, more open. Really, I think that's really what we're all kind of. Uh, shooting for and and each of us in our own way are trying to push for normalization um in in whatever way possible you know uh, i i'm uh, you know the only two that come to mind obviously everyone with an only fans you got amy with the youtube um this show um and i'm sure there are other people doing other things as well um if not now they will um and that's i think what it takes that's what it's going to take to um make a change and make things uh um Again, go in a, go in towards a world uh, we think we want to see, and the world we think uh, um, maybe deserve is not the right word, but I think the world we think we want to see. Um, but I cannot thank you both uh, enough for for taking the time to to and and the interest to come on once again and spend three hours with me uh, talking about this stuff, getting into some serious topics, having some fun. Um, really, uh, it is it is. It is awesome. It is really uh, always a great time to talk with both you. I will, though, of course, uh, open it up to uh, you each to uh, tell people how to find you wherever you are. Um, Dill, why don't you go first about uh, where, wherever you want people to find you, obviously. If you don't want them to find you, then then don't say it. But yeah, wherever, whatever socials <laughs> or what have you, whatever venues you'd like people to, to see you on or meet you on. <laughs> Whatever socials, as if I haven't mentioned it fifty times already. No, I don't know. I don't know your socials, man. What are your socials? <laughs> um, on, on Twitter, you can find me at Stinky. That's Stinky with three Y's, DJ. Um, and it's the same thing on OnlyFans. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. Um, feel free to message me, DM me, whatever. Just please, like. Be, firstly, be non-creepy, be kind, and, like, give me a bit more than W-Y-D, okay? No, only message him that. He needs, that has to be the you first response to every this message. Now. This is only what people are going to send you now, and this is your curse. I'm sorry. But you, you know what? If, if you're going to do that, at least be, like, you know, let me know that you're joking. Like, be W-Y-D <laughs> and then yes. send send me the, like, the side-eyes emoji or something like that. That way I know that, like, you're doing it for fun. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about you, Jules? Uh, what, uh, where can people get a hold of you if, uh, if they'd like to? 
if you want to read some of my very light, easy reading fetish stories that I started writing, uh, you can find that on DeviantArt under TallyFan2313, I believe is my username on that. Um, if you want to message me, which only a few people did, and I was really sad. I was really looking forward to those movie top lists, but I never got them. Uh, you can find me at JulesKnight23. And this podcast question is, who's your favorite content creator and why is it not Dill? Oh no. Oh. <laughs> oh no. After the promotion earlier, now it's now it's the reverse. <laughs> and um if you want to find me on TikTok, I don't post anything. But if you want to talk to me there, because Twitter's too scary, you can find me there also as Jules Knight. I'm pretty much there on anything. Just please don't find my Instagram. That's private. <laughs> Very good. Don't don't even look. It's not there. It does not exist. It actually, it he didn't not, mention no, it. I just I just deleted it. Actually, I have no friends. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. As I, it is always a delight to be with both of you and, and individually together. It doesn't matter. But but together is it a special. A, yeah, I guess that works. And a special delight, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I look forward to doing it again soon. I look forward to hearing. Uh, of your travels, whether they be virtual or or in real life, OnlyFans or uh, school. I don't know. I got nothing. But anyways, <laughs> whatever whatever you do, wherever you are, uh, definitely keep in touch. Let us know what's going on. And again, thank you for being on the show today. And we will see you again next time. Thank you for having us. It was a pleasure to talk again. And I'm sure we'll, we'll be back soon enough. I have no life. <laughs> if you want a co-host, I can do mostly everything. Nice. I can get a, I can get a soundboard. We can actually have scary music playing when Dill brings up his OnlyFans. It's fine. That's that's true. <laughs> <laughs>